Good morning, baby gamers. This is Breaking the Lore. A show where two girlfriends dig deep. To find the weirdest and most obscure bits of trivia. I'm Nissa's girlfriend, Sarah. And I'm Sarah's girlfriend, Nissa. So buckle up, because tonight's episode is... You are a toy story episode of Breaking the Lore. Or at least you're watching one, because that's what we're doing. This isn't really a surprise at this point. We announced this like two weeks ago when it got delayed for the second time out of three, I guess. But if you're Listen, listening to this, reasons. if you're listening to this, it means we, we got it out for real this time. For real. So that's pretty good. Also, I realize I probably could have gone with You've Got a Friend in Me, and that's that's probably the more iconic one. But could I have done that? I mean, I was expecting you to go for To Infinity and Beyond. Oh, that's another one. Could you that? But then, then think about it this way. Could I have done that smooth, sexy transition if, if I didn't do You Are a Toy? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Plus, like, I don't know. Like, I know it falls off, but, like, You Are a Toy is, like, it's like the arc words for, like, the first two movies before they waited a couple of years to make the third one and, and, and forgot that those were the arc words and they just never came up again in the other two movies. But for the first two like you know like what he says in the first one buzz flips it back on him in the second one really really it's yeah. different when you watch him back to back which we did <laughs> i mean you also you also could have said uh there's a snake in my boot oh come on that's that's at least below you are a toy like that's it's on there <laughs> but like i'm not i'm not putting it above hell i think i think you're a I sad strange know. little man is more memorable even though it doesn't come up more than even once <laughs> more memorable i don't know like i mean i think there's a snake in my boot is an iconic line even like I don't you're know. a sad strange little man it's an, i like that line i love that one too it's it's, it's a great memorable. line it's an incredible line <laughs> i love it yes i don't know you're my favorite deputy like i guess we're throwing there's a snake in my boot in there <laughs> my favorite Deputy. There's a snake in my boot. Somebody's poison water, water hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Do we? Do we know any of like Pete and and Jesse's like little little phrases that their pull strings say? We just watched all those movies, and I don't recall. I know. Wait does does Pete have does Pete have one? Like I assume he does, but like does does he? I think he does but i don't think it ever gets pulled i think it's the same way with jesse because i know she has one because i remember seeing it in at least one of the movies i don't remember if she has it in all of them because sometimes things just disappear like the burn on woody's forehead between movies but um because we did pay attention to that i remember when woody gets burned by sid i was like i wonder how long that sticks around for and the answer is until the second movie when it magically disappears i would have been very impressed if it stuck around until the toy maker dude fixed him no that would have, that would have been impressive but you know i guess they fixed it off screen like i guess so and i mean that happens a lot i forgot you know what i forgot to, to look for i forgot to look for if the visible red string that fixes his arm is still there in the third and fourth movie i i told myself i was gonna look for that I don't but think then it i is. forgot we can just look up a I picture. Look for it. I don't we think can just it look is. up a picture. Woody, his arm is also more stuffed 
at the end of the second movie, and then it's back to normal in the third. Because uh... it felt like that buff arm, that one buff arm, you know? <laughs> and then... Okay, no, it's, it's in Toy Story it's 3. It's in Toy Story 3. Oh, it is. It's okay. less noticeable, I think. Like, you, you can't really see it in a lot of shots. And it actually looks like in some shots it's not there, but, like, overall... I guess maybe okay. I'm, I'm having second thoughts on that bold declaration. Actually, I thought, uh, yeah, okay. It's very not noticeable. There's like most of the shots you can't see it, but it is still theoretically there. It's just way less noticeable. Because I remember it being very noticeable in the second movie. You know, like it kind of stood out. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, this this leads us directly, not at all, into the segue of questions for this episode. What is your favorite Toy Story? My favorite Toy Story, I think, I think the second one. Yeah, that's mine too. I, I wish we had different answers, so it's more interesting. But the second one's just it's the best one. I like it a lot. It, it 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 hits pretty hard. It's got a lot of really fun, like, it, it's it's really fun movie. It's got a lot of fun moments in it, and especially a lot of fun like locations. Like the airports are really really fun. Yeah, part. and like I loved Al's the airport when I was a kid. Like it's it's a good it's a good movie. Yeah, it's got like it's got like I gotta drive all the way to work on a Saturday, all the way to work, and then he like drives across the road all the way to work. Which the first lore we're breaking here, because I mean we I have another question, but before we do that, the first lore yes. we're breaking here, Al is somehow zoned to have like a giant farm painting, like in the middle of a city, a giant farm painting, on the two buildings that neighbor, his his <laughs> Toys R Us basically his this themed Toys R Us, and on top of that, those two buildings just have like a complete brick wall. On the like, there's no wind. Like the, the rest of them is just skyscrapers with like windows and like all the the normal shit you'd expect on the side of a skyscraper. And then there's just these two very blank stone walls that these companies that I assume have absolutely nothing to do with like Al's district manager Toys R Us building that like are painted all farm. Like I just I want to know how he did that. Like I I, I have like, no idea. It's incredible though. I never noticed it until we were watching it this time, and then I was just like, how the fuck did he get permission to do this? <laughs> are these are these two office buildings just big Al's toy barn stands? Like, so much that they were like, we're not gonna construct windows, and you can paint our buildings farm style. <laughs> it's really funny. It looks so weird, too. It like... looks super weird. Like, I can't imagine seeing that in a real city. Like, I can't... I can't picture it. But, um... So for the second question I had... So we don't get super in the weeds before... Because we've, we've already rambled quite a bit. But, um... So the second question I have... Who is your favorite character? But, like, toys... Like, I don't I don't imagine you would say, like, Andy or his mom or whoever, but, like, we're, we're specifying toys. Like, not Bonnie, not Andy, not Sid. So my favorite toy character. Yeah. Like, I guess... Yeah. Not, not like, whichever one you think would be the most fun to play with. Like, your favorite... Your favorite one. 
honestly, Ham makes me laugh. Ham's your favorite? You like, you like? I don't know if he's my favorite. He makes me laugh a lot. He, he like the way he talks is really funny. <laughs> um. So is Evil Doctor Porkchop your favorite, or like? Mm, maybe Mr. Potato Head. He's also really funny. You would like Mr. Potato Head. That's so you. I also really like Buzz Lightyear. I like it. I like them all. I really like. Okay, them but all. you gotta pick. You gotta pick one, maybe two, if we're being generous. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Ham and Buzz Lightyear. Okay, Ham and Buzz Lightyear. That's that's some good choices. I agree with that. Okay. Um. I'm gonna say. So it's actually an interesting one. My favorite when I was a little kid was Bo Peep, which is absolutely fucking wild, considering she wasn't really a character until the fourth movie that came out when I was an adult. So, like, because the fourth movie, yeah, the fourth movie came out when I was, like, 21 or 22. So I don't know why, like... Because I had both the original ones on VHS, and I don't know why I went absolutely buckwild for Bo Peep, considering she is a glorified cameo in those movies. But, um... Bo Peep was always my favorite, and I did like her a lot in 4, so that kind of solidified that she's still probably my favorite, but I also really like, um, uh, I like the little, the little, the little aliens, the, you saved their lives, oh, yeah, we are I eternally grateful. Like, I, I, I love them I love so them. much. Um, they're really important to me. And then, for like a, like, sort of minor character, I also like Kathy Kathy a lot. It's, that's, that's her name, right? Kathy? Is there is it Debbie Debbie or like it's it's something like that, isn't it? You mean Gabby Gabby? Gabby Gabby. <laughs> because well, people... you, you, it, that's like a pun because ga- gabbing like talking. Well, she's like she's she's a play on Chatty Kathy. So like I didn't get it from nowhere. Like like her real world equivalent yeah. is Chatty Kathy. So like <laughs> it it didn't come from nowhere. Like it didn't. It didn't. Which actually. <laughs> raises an interesting question which i think is going to be the first our first segue and i think this is a really deep topic so i guess it's going to be our first like really deeper topic how much do you think this world differs from our own because i would assume that like with what we just talked about i'd assume chatty kathy and gabby gabby i'd assume they don't both exist you know like i'd assume that that Gabby Gabby is like this universe's equivalent of Chatty Cathy and that they probably didn't come out with both. I mean, that's... I don't... I honestly don't know because there are some real-life, like, toys in these movies well, there's a lot Stuff of real like life toys mr potato head yeah yeah like mr potato head the barrel of monkeys etch a sketch uh the, the the talky keyboardy one i don't remember what that's called say and spell i think yeah spell and say is it I don't but then there's I... also and, and and barbie for that matter like and barbie barbie and ken yeah i think i really what it comes down to is like what they were able to get the rights to use i guess it does, but like, that still makes me wonder, like, with the case of, like, Gabby Gabby and Chatty Cathy, like, do you think, 
Like, I mean, I, I don't know much about the Howdy Doody show. Do you think that Woody is this universe's equivalent of that? Like, do you think that that didn't exist in this universe and Woody was this universe's version of that? I don't know anything about that show. Woody's, I just know it had a, it okay, had a funny Woody puppet was, that was kind of creepy. Woody was inspired by Howdy Doody, but not exclusively Howdy Doody. He was inspired by a lot of other stuff, too. Because oh, was Howdy Doody um, a cowboy? I, I honestly don't know. Like I said, I know nothing about it. I wish I could answer that question. But we are I, not a wellspring of knowledge on Howdy Doody at this I, channel. I, I, I know. I know. Looking at me, I am. I look like somebody who should know everything about Howdy Doody. You but I do. really don't. Well, like it was in. Uh, <laughs> what is this supposed in... to be? Wait, wait. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You look like you'd know about the weird, creepy puppet show from the fifties. Yeah. No. Like. I, the extent that I know everything about... anybody knows about me, like yeah, I, I should, but the I, I don't. The extent. The extent that I know about it is um, in Indiana Jones 4, when he's in that, like, fake town that gets nuked, they're, like, watching, the, the like, mannequins are watching Howdy Doody on the TV. So that's, yeah. that's my only experience. Oh, and in um, Little, Shop of, Little Shop of Horrors, when Audrey's singing somewhere that's green, she wants her kids to be watching it. I remember that, too, because I love Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. So there you go. There's two films I have seen reference it and very shortly show it visually so i kind of know things about it sort of not really it's the extent of my knowledge but either way um yeah so do you think do you think that that exists in universe or do you think woody kind of filled that niche of the weird mannequin puppet that interacts with children but also has a story i don't know if how did judy had a story to be honest I think, I mean, I think there were a lot of shows in that era that were like this, and like, a lot of them pretty short-lived. I don't think it's unlikely for him to coexist with Howdy Doody. Okay. Now here's some more complicated- I don't feel confident in saying, I don't feel confident in saying yes or no to that. Okay, here's some more complicated one then. Because this one we mm -hmm. know the answer. But I'm very curious about it. So one of the questions I posed to you um, early on in watching the movies was, does Star Wars exist in this universe? Because, like, clearly the movies made prior to Star Wars, like Buzz Lightyear and Zerg. Like, there's a lot of, like, things that I'm like, this is probably supposed to be, like, this universe's Star Wars parody. Because, like, Zerg is Buzz's dad, and, like, the entire video game section in 2 is very Star Wars-esque, and things like that. And Zerg is building a, a machine that has the capability to destroy a planet, yeah. Yeah. Um. But, but, <laughs> but, but, I remembered in Toy Story 4, in the scene at the, um, it's not a fucking pawn shop, antique shop where they go to see god what's his name the, the, the i think he's keanu reeves or something uh, the 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 motorcycle man's duke kaboom yeah when they go see him in in like the nightclub or whatever that he's in one of those like retro kenner obi-wans with like the weird ass looking lightsaber and the like yeah he's there which means that at the very least a new hope came out in this universe so is Buzz Lightyear? 
did, did Star Wars not take off in this universe beyond A New Hope? Or is Buzz Lightyear like a parody? Or like what, what do you think? I think what it is is that like in real life, a lot of later science fiction properties took heavy influence from Star Wars and parts of the Buzz Lightyear story are ripped directly from it. So it's like, so, but like, getting down to the brass tacks of it, like, building a station to destroy a planet, and I am your father reveal, those are two very clear, like, direct. Do you think, let's so like, do you think it, like, okay, thinking of it this way, do you think Buzz Lightyear in-universe is to Star Wars as Darkwing Duck is to Batman? Yes, I do. Yeah, you think it's like sort of like an animated, like subversiony parody of, but that it like draws on it because like obviously Morgana is Catwoman. Like, there's a lot of like direct draws in Darkwing. Yeah, Duck. it it draws on a lot from Star Wars, but also other science fiction properties, and I think it's very much just kind of like a Darkwing Duck, where it's like a goofy cartoon science fiction show. Makes sense to me. Okay, so yeah, we've so we figured that which, one out. Which actually leads me to a question to you, Buzz Lightyear, the toy. Now, yeah, uh-huh. there is a Buzz Lightyear cartoon, a TV series. Is the show based yes. on the toy, or is the toy based on the show? Um. Hmm. So Buzz Lightyear came out in the late 90s, right? Because he was he was new at Andy's birthday party. And yeah, he, it, assuming the movies take place in the year they were made. I mean, the I just, I'd assume... Pretty new in 1995. I assume that they take place in the year they're made in, roughly speaking. Yeah, it's a mid-late um, 90s show, yeah. So... Hmm. So we're past, like, the 80s era of, like, making a show to sell a toy line. Yes. At the point that Buzz Lightyear, although, I mean, did that, it didn't continue into the 90s, did it? By the 90s, it was more just like, we're making shows. It still existed, but I think it was a lot less prevalent. Okay. It was very over the top in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, like in the 80s, it was a huge thing. So it's not quite the 80s anymore. Um, I'm going to say, okay, here's what I'm going to say. I think the show came out after the toy because and here's my argument mm-hmm. i don't see why they wouldn't have made like i'm struggling like mira booster or those their names the like the big red one and the sexy girl and the little funny robot with the yellow head xr yeah okay that's that's assuming that Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, the TV show that we got in real life, is the same TV show they have in universe. I mean, well, then is there any indication they have a TV show in universe? I think so. I mean, I don't remember a mention of it, but you might remember, and I don't. I think, I think there was, but. If there's not, I, I must be wrong. Because um, I think if they ever mention a TV show in universe, I see no reason why we can't assume that it is the same TV show. Because 
I feel like if there's a mention of a TV show, it's probably in reference to the one we got. Is my opinion on the matter, personally. And I mean, there's nothing to contradict anything in the movies and the TV show, I don't think. Like, it's it's Buzz Lightyear. He's working for Star Command. Zerg is the, the big bitch who he's got to fight. And that's... Yeah. I mean, the only reason I could think of that the movies never had any of the the toys from the show is that Pixar just didn't really like the show. I mean, I like the show. And that's why they're making... (laughs) (laughs) That's why they're making their own new Buzz Lightyear movie. Oh, so that means that it actually probably won't be a canon after all. Yeah, like... I don't know what's gonna happen with the Lightyear movie, like, how it ties into Toy Story canon. Like, is this the movie that Buzz Lightyear toys are based on? Or is this, like... Well, I mean, wasn't that the wasn't that the pitch? Wasn't that what they said? Weren't they like this is? Yeah, they're they're making the movie based on like Buzz Lightyear the person. So, but like, is this the actual movie that would have come out in the nineties that the toys were tying into? I mean, I still I still stand by Buzz came first, and then the film properties like people like liked Buzz Lightyear, and they were like, oh shit, we can we can make a whole film of this. I think. Um, yeah, but I think I mean, I think I think that's the answer right there. I think Lightyear is going to confirm that the Buzz Lightyear TV show is not anything that existed in universe. Yeah, but I'd like to believe that it is because I think it makes sense. I think it's fun. I think I mean, I have full faith that the Lightyear movie is going to be good, but I think that the TV show is going to end up being more fun and memorable. So... (laughs) And I, I like Mira. I like Booster. I like the weird, funny robot with the gold head that I don't remember the name of. And I don't even know if their names are Mira and Booster. That's just that's just what my they are. No, it's, okay. Yeah, All right. Booster, can, Mira, Nova, XR. Yes, you were. I don't right. even know where I got that from. I haven't watched that since I was like ten. But um, put it on Disney Plus. Where the fuck is it? I don't. I, I assume it's only on Disney Plus because Pixar doesn't like it, but it should be on there anyway. Because well, it's Pixar good. can shove it up their asses. I want to watch it so bad. I want to watch it. Like, they should put it on there. I and, remember. Okay, put on the pilot movie with both audio tracks, okay? I want to hear Patrick Warburton version and Tim Allen version. <laughs> I remember I, I ate, um, I had free gummies from it. They were like, they were like, they were like the opaque <laughs> kind, you know, the kind that kind of hits different. Oh. Uh, yeah, they had like an opaque Zerg, op- the opaque teal one. I think that was the funny robot with the gold head that I still don't remember the name of. Even though XR. You've, said, you've said it like ten times. <laughs> it's two letters! <laughs> anyway, Mira and Bruce. <laughs> there was his evil brother XL, come on. Who the fuck is XL? I don't remember that one. The, his, the other e- robot, he's evil and he's, like, big. Get it? Because he's, like, extra large. That makes sense. I, I don't know what XR would stand for, then. Um, so, Extra remember... ranger. <laughs> extra ranger. <laughs> so, segueing off of that, I remember you had something that you noticed specifically about the Buzz Lightyear TV show and the aliens, the little the little babies. Mm-hmm. Would you like to, to share with the class? Um, well, 
see one thing that note that i noticed is that so in the tv show the lgms like the little green aliens from the movies from pizza planet are in it and Mm -hmm. because of that i always thought that those were like buzz lightyear branded toys right but they're not what makes you say that they are pizza planet mascots i'm saying that because on their like suits they have a little pizza planet logo and i had never noticed that until watching the movie like this time so that brings me to a question yes do you think pizza planet is a tie-in restaurant do you think it like is a buzz lightyear themed i don't think so no you don't think so at all well like no i really don't like in the first two movies especially they make a big deal about like how popular space toys are i don't think it's buzz lightyear specifically like he's the only one it's like outer space is just a really popular thing so having a science fiction pizza restaurant is just like a no-brainer okay but that like raises a question so then why are these pizza aliens in buzz lightyear well because the show isn't canon no we're, we're treating we're treating the show as canon at the moment <laughs> that's what we're doing <laughs> okay so if we have to stretch it to make the show canon why the lgms are in buzz lightyear of star command probably just corporate synergy like i don't know they just you think it's just product placement like kind product of placement yeah do they have much placement of, do they have much of, so kind of oh okay so like kind of equivalent to like code geass and pizza hut is, is what i assume that you're yeah. you're saying i don't know i don't know how familiar i have you no idea what that, that means but yes oh okay so I, I, code, I i know absolutely nothing about code geass this this one's for the weebs out there so code geass is um it's an anime it's a really popular one i watched it in high school um it's it's okay second season just kind of retreads the first season in a kind of embarrassingly weird way like I, I don't get why they did it that way but um i think actually they switched time slots and they didn't want to lose the audience so they just retread it was very strange but um so um in that show it was like partnered with pizza hut i guess so episodes just conspicuously have pizza hut boxes just all over and like the um the main character he forms a contract with kind of like Byleth and Sothis. He like forms a contract with this like well it's not like Sothis because she's a adult, but like this like green haired lady and she like gives him like magical eye powers that let him mind control people. And she that character and she like lives in his bedroom like Sothis and she's obsessed with pizza hut like she like but gets in she gets enough pizza hut that she can send in for this like body pillow size plush of the pizza hut mascot in japan mr cheese or cheese croon or whatever it is um and she's like carrying it around in like a lot of the scenes so um so what i'm what i'm basically saying is it sounds like the lgms are kind of a kind of pizza planet Buzz Lightyear version of Code Geass and Pizza Hut. Is this is this, is this why Domino's Pizza partnered with Hatsune Miku? You know that makes sense. You gotta have competing competing <laughs> anime promotions. 
We should watch a little Code Geass at some point, just so you can see. Like, we'll find like one of the more product placement episodes and watch it. I don't. I don't think it's good <laughs> enough to watch all of it. We can maybe watch like the first season, but <laughs> should, you should watch at least at least part of it for the product placement because it's really fucking funny a lot of the time. That sounds incredible. <laughs> But so okay, I'm I'm willing to believe that. As soon as I remembered the the Code Geass and Pizza Hut exists, I was like, okay, wait a sec. Okay, I, I think we can we can gel with this. Um, because I mean, you make a good point. Because Pizza Hut seems not Pizza Hut, Pizza Pizza Planet seems very established when they go there. So like, it's a Pizza Planet is just incredible because like. The fact that they have those, like, animatronics at the door that have to, like, move. Yeah, I know. Like, spears to let you in. It's absurd. If they have those at every location, that's, it's like, it's like Charles Entertainment Cheese money, you know? But, like, not even, like, current Charles Entertainment. That's, like, past Charles Entertainment Cheese money. That's, like, when... 1995 Charles Entertainment yeah. Cheese. Which, this is 1998, 19, whatever exactly. the fuck year this is. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah no that's so and i mean if if we're thinking about if we're trying to take the pizza planet truck appearing so often is a little more canon and less just cameo it's a widespread franchise it's it's got it's, it's got the it's pretty all over all over the world dating back decades <laughs> Like, the Pizza Planet truck's in The Incredibles, and that movie takes place in, like, the 60s. That's true, yeah. Which, which and makes it's, they sense. they have them in France, they have them in Australia. Like, yeah, because Remy, Remy Ratatouille and whatever the fuck movie takes place in Australia. Finding Nemo. That's P. the Sherman one. P. Sherman 42, Wallaby Way, Sydney. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, um... Uh... Which actually, so okay, so I was gonna segue into something different, but I'm gonna segue into this first because it's a really quick one. So I'm I'm assuming that we're taking the animated bloopers as non-canon because it kind of the wheels kind of fall off if we take them as canon. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they're clearly actors in a movie in the bloopers. Yeah, and I think if we pretend that these are all movies and they're actors, I think the wheels fall off the lore break, and we can't really continue past that point. You can't, you can't put that back in the box. Like, I can't put that back in the box. So we're just ignoring that. But there's one that I don't want to ignore. And it ties into the Pete's Planet truck, which is what reminded me of this. Mm-hmm. So there's one, there's a blooper in the second one, the second movie, um, where Heimlich and one of the other bugs, I don't remember which one it is. Um, it's a flicker. Is it Flick? It might be Flick. That's Either way. Heimlich and Flick, yeah. Okay, Heimlich and Flick are talking about being in a movie, and they're in this movie, and they're in this universe. Do you think... Because the Pizza Planet truck, if I remember correctly, appears in Bug's Life as well. It's like by the tree. Yeah. Do you think that... Um, a Bug's Life and Toy Story take place in the same... In the same world. And in the same relative vicinity, I suppose. Well. If we're getting into the Pixar theory that all of them take place in the same world. Like. 
I believe it, at least with the ones that it's, like, possible to. Like, I don't think Onward does, but, like... Yeah, because that's, that's a little... It's a little too different. Like, that world doesn't really... Onward's just a completely different world. Like, you could even say it's a different planet. Like Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really mesh. But, um, but I mean, the, the Pixar theory came out a, a lot in a, in a different time from when Onward was... Yeah. Like, it was, I think there's been a couple movies since then. But... But I, I more mean, like, so if the bugs from Bugs Life, like, do you think they really could interact with the toys from Toy Story? Do you think that's plausible? Do you think that's... Well... Can they... Okay. So what we have to ask is, can the bugs in A Bug's Life communicate with humans? I would have... That's tough to say because there's no humans in Bugs Life because they couldn't make humans at that point, mm-hmm. and that's why they, that's why Andy and Andy and the mom and the baby look kind of shitty in the original Toy Story. That's why they made a bug movie. <laughs> that's why they made a bug movie. Um, speaking of which, I love Bugs Life. I was I watched it a lot at my grandparents' house when I was a kid, and they have a very strong fondness for it. But um, mm. yeah, when people when people say it's one of the bad ones, I'm like, well, fuck you too. It's, I, I love there Bugs aren't Life. Any bad. There aren't any bad Pixar movies. Pixar, yeah, Pixar movies are prune Cars two. Um, I wouldn't even say Cars two is bad. It's just not as good as any other Pixar movie. So yeah, it's not bad. It's just deeply mediocre, and I don't really like watching it. Yeah, um, I don't think the Good Dinosaur is that good yeah, either. But I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. No, yeah, the Good Dinosaurs. See, that's another one. It's it's just deeply mediocre, and I don't really yeah. feel a desire to rewatch it. It's just okay. It's just fine. And that's they, fine. They it's not it. bad. It's just okay. I've watched it like three times and I don't really remember that much about it. I watched it once and I don't remember anything about it. But yeah, um, so can the bugs in a bug's life communicate with humans? Because like, I would actually say no. I would actually say no. Okay. I can, I'm fine with that. That's fine with me. And that's why I don't think they could communicate with toys either. But like, my evidence here is drawing from another pixar movie rats can't talk to humans but they can talk to each other yes in ratatouille so i would reason remy is like bugs can talk to each other but not humans yeah i mean yeah no that's pretty sensible i don't think that's a problem toys can talk to humans yes they can so i would reason that toys cannot talk to animals okay I mean, well, yeah, because they can they can talk to the dog. Fucking what's his name? Booster. It's not yeah. Booster. It's not Booster Buster. again. I can't Buster. keep saying Booster. <laughs> yeah, Buster. Um, uh, they can talk to him, but they don't understand him. Yeah, no, they talk to they talk to Buster. Buster. They talk to Buster the same way that they talk to that like people talk to Buster. Like they yeah. they can like teach him tricks and shit, but they can't like communicate with him like mutually. But I mean, all that aside, though. So, do you think the bugs in a bug's life are in the same world as Toy Story? And like, do you think that they could theoretically have made I'd say it? So. The only thing that I'm like a little questionable on is I'm not sure how they would have made it from like the two square feet of nature that Bugs Life takes place in to the big city where Toy Story Two takes place in. Like, even if they're, like, even if it's, like, the outskirts of that city, that's still a huge distance when you're, like, 
what, like a fucking inch tall? Like, I don't, I don't know how tall a bug is, yeah. but like not very big. I guess, well, the pizza plant truck was there, so maybe they just kind of crawled on and life found a way or whatever. I don't know. But either way, you think there's no evidence that they can't be in the same world? Yeah. Okay. I'd say, I, I'd honestly say there's more evidence that they are in the same world. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Which brings us to another segue. Another one that I yeah. that I think will be quick, even though I just said that one was going to be quick and then it wasn't very quick. Um, and then we're still putting off the segue I was going to make originally, but we'll, we'll circle back. Um, so... The old Toymaker Man. I didn't yes. I didn't look it up, but I remember this is a segue because this short is before Bugs Life. Like source, dude, trust me. I watched that VHS like five billion times at my grandparents' house. I remember no, you're right, it is. I, it's it's the Pixar short that I've seen the most it's, because yeah. of it. Um it's the I didn't, short. I didn't verify, but I'm pretty sure maybe that the um the the toy collector man that fixes up Woody is Gary from Gary's game before Bugs Life. It is they 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 reused the model. Okay, so since it's the same character model, do you think it's the same man? I do. You think you think Gary is the toy collector man and. When he's not, he's yeah. not fixing up toys. He's he's off the shits in the park playing chess with himself. I think the same kind of person who would get that into repairing old toys would be the same kind of person to dramatically play chess against himself. Did you know that it took me years to realize he was playing against himself? <laughs> Baby, do you understand that that's the point of the short? that he's playing against himself it's, it's not like a, a subtext thing it's literally like that's what it's about do you know that's the plot of it do you know how airheaded and stupid i am <laughs> like if you know how airheaded and stupid yeah, i am somehow... if, you, if you know how airheaded and stupid i am right now at age 23 think about how airheaded and stupid i was at age five six seven etc yeah, but you, you 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 seem to reach new heights every day. That's so mean. I was a kid. It's <laughs> so mean. Like, <sighs> wow. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't realize he was playing against himself. But yeah, okay, I agree with you. I think I'm actually kind of curious if it's like canonical that they're the same. I'm gonna look it up. Um. Jerry the Cleaner Toy Story 2. Alright, we're we're off to a very good start, potentially, because they have the same Disney wiki page, so Yes, it's it's the same it's the same man's, I promise. Like canonically speaking? Yeah. El elderly gentleman who is somewhat well known in the Pixar universe. Yeah, he's somewhat well known. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. He's he's somewhat well known somewhat we're not we're not sure how much but but he has brown eyes but blue eyes it's his eye color changes but you know who else's eye color changes saw Guerrera, and we just let that happen 
his eye color has changed yeah. three times and we just we just let that he, he has blue eyes green eyes brown eyes and we just we just we just live with that in star wars so i think we can live with that here oh okay um when he fixes woody i didn't even notice this the drawer in his case has a chess piece which is supposed yeah. to be a reference to this He's apparently in Toy Story 4 as well, but I don't remember that. I don't it's not remember. even in his gallery, so I don't know either. Yeah, no, it's not in his gallery, and that's that's what I'm curious about. Because um, I don't remember seeing him. I'm, I'm looking it up, because I'm curious. Oh! In the antique shop, the old lady behind the counter, she has a photo of him hanging up. Do you think they're related somehow? They might be, yeah. They're both old as balls, like you know, they could they could yeah. potentially have maybe some they sort of each other. Yeah, maybe they're like old friends or they're married or they're siblings or I don't know, think of another relationship yeah. that someone can have with someone. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a neat that's a neat little connection. This is this is breaking the lore in real time, you know? <laughs> so you you could almost say that's what this whole show is supposed to be. It's true. It's true. But yeah, so the so the old woman, uh, Margaret, it would appear, from the antique shop, is in some way related to Gary, who is canonically the same man as the toy cleaner. Fun times. Um. So I can go back to my original segue, unless you... I, I've been making a ton of segues. I don't know if you want to... I would wanna... like to hear your original segue now. Oh, okay. Are you, are you sure you don't want to have your own segue before... I'm sure. I would love to know what you've been leading to this whole time. Okay. Well, you're going to be disappointed, because I have not been leading to it this whole time. Um, so we were talking about Buzz Lightyear's show. Yes. This is a very loose segue. So I want to talk about Woody's show. Woody's Roundup. Yes. And I'm going to pose you a question. Because, okay. see, I mean, okay, so this is this is another one of those episodes where it's a lot of just, like, us kind of theorizing. It's less like, here's some random trivia and more just, like, let's try to come up with... Because these movies are not very interested in world building, is, is my opinion. Nope. Like, they've built a very interesting, confusing world that I want to know more about, but they're not very interested in actually exploring it. They're more interested in, like, the emotional core of the story and, like, the characters. <laughs> Which, like, that's that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I do think that it'd be nice to have, like, a Toy Story spin-off movie that's just, like, to build the world in some way. Um, I feel the same way about Wreck-It Ralph. But, um... But, so... Um... So here's my question for this, this section about Woody's Roundup. Yes? Do you think that Pete is lying to Woody? And Jesse and, and all of them. Because, so here's, here's the context of this question. When we were watching it, I remember we paused it to have a conversation yeah. about how the line about Woody's Roundup ending makes no fucking sense in a real world like situation because so like they have this episode 
for, for people who haven't seen Toy Story 2 recently, they're watching Woody's Roundup. And there's this episode where, like, it ends on a big cliffhanger and there's danger and they're like, come back next week for the next Woody experience or whatever. I don't, I don't know. That was a 50s show. And um, <laughs> so, uh, so at the end of it, Woody's like, oh, man, we got to watch the next episode. And Pete's like, there never was one. Because those damn space toys got popular and they canned our show. But here's my proposition about that. It doesn't make sense. Like, unless they're filming these episodes. And if, if in the 50s episodes were filmed, like, as they, like, not live, but, like, on a weekly basis, like, far be it from me to be wrong about this. It's actually quite possible. I didn't look it up before saying this. But, like, unless episodes are filmed, like, the week that they air, um, I don't see why they never would have released the second part. Like, I don't, I don't see how it could have been, like, that quick. People lost interest in this massively popular show that, like, they never got a, they, like, they didn't finish out the season or whatever, you know? Um, I th think back then a lot of shows were like film one episode and then air it, maybe, but I also think they would still order multiple episodes at a time and it wouldn't just be like, make one episode, we'll see how it does and then you get canceled maybe, like. Then like, even, even. So it doesn't e make sense that like. But like, even so. Like, this show was clearly massively popular. Like, it was clearly, like, insanely popular. There's so much merch for it. And it was they the 50s. They had yo-yos. And, and it, was, it was the 50s, you know? Like, yeah. you weren't just pumping out merch for everything. Like, this was the 50s. Like, mm -hmm. so, like, I feel like if they could get that much merch, this was clearly, like, the most banger show that, like, everyone was watching. Would that really change in the span of, like, a week? I couldn't imagine it does. Like, it would absolutely have to be, like, a gradual thing. Like, ratings are declining. They don't just... Because you don't cancel a show because of one bad ratings. Like, no, yeah. one bad episode, you don't cancel a whole show for it. Like, and I feel like if you're using a cliffhanger to get a rating spike... You do the second part of the cliffhanger, because that's, like, the reward part, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the test. That's when people are going to be watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I was testing a TV show for ratings and I was doing a cliffhanger, I'd want to, like, see if the second half, like, was what got the people back, you know? So, like, yeah. even if it was in the decline, I don't get why they'd do half of a cliffhanger, because that doesn't make sense to me. Which raises the question, do you think Stinky yeah. Pete is lying just to, like, enhance the situation? Like, to turn Woody further against Buzz, to stir up the conflict, stir up Jesse's, like, emotional issues, and get the group a little more bound together? He 
think he is, though. Really? Because, I mean, he's, he strikes me as a master manipulator willing to do anything. Because, I mean, he, he, he pretends to be in his box for God knows how many years. Yeah. Like... Maybe he is. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's stretching the truth. Uh, You think he's stretching the truth? Yeah, I don't know. It just like the whole thing just doesn't sound right. But like, I don't know. Is he like just withholding episodes from them? Like, I mean, that would be my theory. Yeah, that he's just like. He just I'd... picked this point to be like, oh, then they never made any more. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's the perfect point. Like, Woody's at, like, a heroic height, and you want to see what the next part is because it's a cliffhanger. So it'd be, like, it, it seemed, if you ask me, it does seem like a perfect point to be like, oh, these damn space toys, like, we had this perfect episode that was leading into something great, and we'll never know what it was because of these fucking Buzz Lightyear ass bitches. I guess. Alright. Yeah, maybe he is. Yeah. Yeah. And now I wanna bring up another another very small point that we talked about, just because it was really confusing and interesting okay. to me. The Woody's Roundup Zodiac plates. Zodiac plates, yes. Yeah, there's like... You did a lot of research on this. I did do a lot of research on this because like I saw... There was like... It was in the background of the shot where they're playing with all the Woody's Roundup merch. There's like these plates and they like have Zodiac symbols around the rim. And I was like, why why is there a Woody's Roundup thing with runes? And and I like looked it up and I was like, wait, those are Zodiac symbols. That's, That's not fucking runes. Are you sure these are Zodiac symbols? What are they? Show me them again. Are are they well, actually runes? Did I misremember it? And they actually are just weird runes. They're they're not they're not runes. Um. Well, one of these is just a WR for Woody's Roundup. Um. What the fuck are these? The the one in the bottom right, the VT, is the Virginia Tech logo. Um. These look more like the kind of symbols that you would like brand your cattle with to me Which i don't know i don't know anything about cattle branding show. i don't know anything about cattle branding i thought i thought the like the wr one i thought that was like the i, I remembered it upside down the like virgo like little m with a little tail maybe these are zodiacs yeah i remembered the woody's roundup is like either the capricorn or the um the virgo or the scorpio don't make fun of me can we talk about um, RC for a second? What about RC? Like, at the end of the first movie, when like Woody and Buzz are on RC to catch up with the moving truck, this remote control car is like keeping pace with like real ass cars on the road, like going like 35, 45 miles an hour. I mean, how is that any different from Bullseye keeping up with a plane taking off? That's about, that's a, that's the same thing. Like, what's up with that? Woody's pull string is working as like a grappling. Like, that's a fucking strong cord. I'll tell you that much. 
It's working as like a goddamn grappling hook exactly on a plane ticket. As, as it needs to be. Yeah, I know that too. Like, I refuse to believe that pull string, pull string is longer than, like, nine inches, but it goes, like, several feet. But yeah, no, like, there's, like, a couple instances. I mean, okay, the whole section where they, like, fly on the rocket and then fly down to the car, I have no fucking clue what's happening in that part, like, from a logistical, like, I get that it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a charming, it's a charming little scene where Buzz probably actually flies, maybe, but, like, I don't understand how... I don't understand how they managed to catch up to a moving car and, like, land in it when they should theoretically drop like a fucking rock. <laughs> like, it's a very charming yeah, little scene. Like, there's no way. But... There's, there's no way Buzz Lightyear's wings give him enough lift to actually glide. I just refuse to believe that. No, yeah. So, like... It's, it's the same as that. Like, there's, like, a couple different instances in this series where the characters, like, can just, like, do things that don't really make sense with, like, the capabilities of a toy. Even though we kind of just have to let it happen because it's a movie and that's just how it works, I guess. Yeah, like, to that, I think we just have to say it's a cartoon. Yeah, like, like I don't, I don't think there's like a good, I don't think there's a good reason why RC can keep up with a moving van, why Bullseye can can keep pace with a plane that's taking off, why Woody and Buzz can like fly to a moving car that they weren't even directly above, like even if the car wasn't moving, and I I don't know what's another example. Uh, I'm sure there's some in three and four too. I just can't remember them offhand. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about I some also little things. To... Oh, sorry. Oh, some little things. Okay. I had a little thing. Well, fun. Say your little thing then. I just want to like these toys are like a menace to society. That's not a little thing. That's it's potentially a very big thing. Just like every movie involved some kind of car wreck caused by these toys. Yeah, because even like four, which doesn't have like a wreck wreck, like they like fuck up that RV quite a bit and like get the dad yeah. in legal trouble involving the RV. Because no, yeah, because yeah, because in the first one they like they cause that car wreck with Spike. In the second one. They caused that car wreck with the truck, which I want to say, whoever is like the contractor or whatever that signed off on the chains that were restraining that big pipe, someone was going to die. Like that's like they, they gave way like it was nothing. Like who who signed off? Like, who's the safety inspector there? Like sure. Hope somebody got fired for that blunder. I hope so, too. And then, I, what's what's the car wreck in 3? I remember there being one, because I remember commenting on it, but I don't remember, like, what it was. Um, oh, shit, there was one. Um, there was one. I remember there being, like, some kind of, like, traffic disturbance, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I, I totally remember there being one, but it's just, I'm just drawing a blank right now, so yeah. I'll just say there, there was one. <laughs> there was one. But um, but no, yeah, it's it's like it's, it's a recurring theme. Like the toys like cause major issues that no one really cares about because it's a movie. But yeah, the toys 
probably at least injure people at, at the very least like on a regular basis yeah like the the like the one in the first movie was just kind of a weird little gridlocky thing but the one in the second movie people definitely got hurt there's there's no way no oh. one got hurt in that mess people could have died in that one well, yeah, because you got that giant concrete pipe just rolling through the streets, like. Which, that scene is so fucking stressful. I forgot how stressful I'm watching that scene is. It's a very stressful scene. I was getting so goddamn stressed out by that. So, like. Which leads me to another another point that I think is just kind of funny. It's not like a, it's not like a big thing or anything. There are so many things in this universe that just have, like, the bottom popped out, even though that makes no sense most of the time. What do you mean? Well, like, they hide under the cones, which makes sense. Like, cones have a hollow bottom. Mm. At yeah. Pizza Planet, they're hiding under a cup and a, like, little, like, burger case. That no, that didn't make sense. That burger container was not big enough to hide Buzz Lightyear. I refuse to Oh, that, that too. Yeah, he's got to be, like, perpendicular, perpendicularly bent over to even maybe fit in that burger case. And on top of that, there's no reason why a burger case and a, and a cup would have no bottom, because that kind of defeats the purpose of them. Like, they don't work that way. Right, so for that matter, like, the, um, the pet carrier uh-huh. in the airport in Toy Story 2, like, that has, like, footholes for a toy in it. That doesn't no, make yeah, any sense. No, yeah, it's like sense. the same issue. Like, I don't get why so many of these things... And, like, I guess, like... The like the ones at the not Burger King, Pizza Planet. Why the fuck was Pizza Planet? Why did they have burger cases? Do that many burger rest? Do that many pizza restaurants really sell I burgers? Mean, a lot of, a lot of pizza restaurants, a lot of pizza restaurants have. I mean, other yeah, stuff on but the like, menu. like they sell like chicken tenders and burgers. Like that's not unusual. Sandwiches. I don't know. I feel like I've seen like. I feel like I've seen pizza yeah. restaurants sell, like, you know, like, breadsticks, fries, macaroni and cheese, but not, like, burgers or, like, cheese. I've seen ones that sell burgers, sandwiches, all kinds of stuff. Different experiences, I guess. Um, but, um... Usually the burgers aren't going to be as good as the pizza, because I specialize in pizza, but they got an option for people who don't want pizza. But, yeah, so, like... Those are made of cardboard. I can be like, all right, they punched them out. Whatever. It's it's weird, but like I guess they could do it. How are they punching out the plastic or whatever material of a pet carrier? Like they're not. Is the answer. <laughs> that wouldn't. No, they couldn't. Like do unless that. they're just like super strong, and I don't I don't know if there's any real evidence that they have that level of strength, but I I don't think they probably do. So so that's that's. No, yeah, that's a good question. There's just, there's so many things that just, like, have the weird little, the weird little bottom holes that they can run around in. It's not, it's not a huge yeah. problem. It's just something that's very eyebrow-raising when you're watching the movie and you're like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of little things, though, I've got a bunch of, like, just little, little random things that I noticed. Because I was taking notes, like, as I was watching it on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. so some random, some random things about the Toy Story world. SNESs, like at SNES. 
They had yeah, full the 3D, like, GameCube to Wii level graphics. <laughs> yeah, in, like, Like, the, the thing we see in, um... <laughs> In, in the beginning of Toy Story 2, like, it's that fake-out segment, and it's it's a video game, and you can be like, oh, they just, they made the graphics look good because it's a fake-out, but then they show the TV in that scene, and the graphics are the same. Like, it's not like they show the TV and it's, like, a dumb, pixely mess. <laughs> like, they show, they show the graphics, and it's, it's the same, like, not even 64 era. Like, these are, like, polished character models. Like, this is, like, GameCube Wii-level graphics. Yeah. And it is a SNES. Like, you, it, when it zooms out, you can see there's a SNES on top of the TV. No, it's clear. And hell, I'd even SNES, argue yeah. that if, it's, if it was supposed to be a plug-and-play, like, that's even worse. Like, a plug-and-play has even worse graphics. <laughs> so, that doesn't help matters. But, um... No. Yeah, so that's, that's just a little thing. Like, why... Why does, why does the SNES have... Little little things that are like the world is is somewhat different, I guess. Like the like the SNES has really 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 good graphics, which I mean actually might explain if you look at his room in the third one. I remember we commented on he has all of the modern consoles at the time. It appears because he has he has a PlayStation for sure, like a PlayStation three or whichever number was out at the time. He has a he visibly has a Wii. Um, he has a xbox controller that implies that he has a 360 we don't actually see it but we the, we see the controller that like heavily implies he has one. Oh, it's definitely and, an xbox controller yeah and then he has so he has all of those and then he still has his snes and like like he doesn't have like a gamecube a ps1 a an xbox the original version um he doesn't have a 64 he couldn't afford the next generation of consoles until the, the and then current he could, generation. And then, could, couldn't afford a GameCube. And then he could afford PSP, all of them. But, uh, he could afford all of them at once. Yeah. No, I, my competing theory. I mean, that's possible, but my competing theory is that because the SNES has such good graphics, it lasted for a lot longer. Like, because like. Well, no, because okay. the SNES that they showed in the second movie, the Wii is only marginally better, if even that. It might even be worse than what we saw in the movie. Honestly, yeah, I think a Pixar movie looks better than a Wii game. Yeah, so, like, the SNES is better than... So we can assume that the Wii just looks, like, even better. Like, the Wii has, like, Switch graphics or whatever. But, like... The Nintendo Wii in this world is a fucking PlayStation 6. Because, <laughs> like, I think I think he could probably get at least one console in the middle. And I think him still having his SNES implies that he would not have thrown out his 64 or his GameCube or whatever. So, I personally think that the SNES is just so good that it was in production until the modern era. Okay, sure. They just kept making games for it. It, yeah. looked, it looked good. They had no reason to expand. They weren't <laughs> rushing to get better graphics so the games could look cooler and do more. They already had, like, 
Pixar movie graphics. It's true. They did. They did. You disagree? No, I, I do. I mean, I think it's... it. I don't think any gaming company would, like, not make a new console, like, for 20 years, but... And I, I mean, mean, you're right okay. in terms of, like, the SNES was incredible at, in this movie. So in that case, from a money standpoint, um, well, here's, let's, let's talk about little things about, like, the human characters in these movies. Um, so specifically to the money standpoint, where do you stand on the theory that they're moving because of a divorce and they have less money and they can't afford the house that they're in, in, the, in the, at the start of the series? I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, you agree with that? Be true. Yeah. I agree too. I mean, the house they move into is smaller, and Andy's dad is never, never mentioned in these movies, mm-hmm. ever at any point. No, like he doesn't come up, never implied, never mentioned. Um. So I, I think, I think divorce. I think if he was dead, it would come up at some point, maybe, or at least like. Like, I feel like if he was dead, and I think it was a messy divorce, you know? Like, I don't I don't think it was... Like, maybe even, like, his dad was, like, a shitty person, even. Like, I think... Because I think if he was dead... I, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like in the third one or something, they'd be like, oh, gee, I wish dad was here to see you off to college. But he's dead, so he's not. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I feel like... Because there's, like, a couple wistful little, like, looking around his bedroom scenes. Like, I feel like maybe it would have... Could have come up once or twice. Could have come up. They didn't. But my other piece of evidence that it's a messy divorce and not that he's dead. So Woody is clearly a hand-me-down. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just makes sense. Like, he's clearly not being sold in the modern day. He's... Because if he was being sold in the modern day, Al can just go buy one. Like, he wouldn't be a collector's item. Like, Al yeah, could... exactly. Al probably... For, if, 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 if he was being sold in the modern day, Al already owns, like... He's got, he's got Toys R Us. He would own, like, 20, yeah. 30 of them at any given time. So, like, Woody is clearly vintage. He's clearly handed down. Um, which is evidenced as well by, like, the era of, like, Jesse's traumatic flashback, which is clearly mm-hmm. also the 50s. Because, um, like, she gets, yeah, because she gets, like, 60s flower power stuff at one point. Yeah. Like, Jesse's, Jesse's, um original owner it's like 60s flower power stuff so it's clearly supposed to be like the 50s so woody's a hand-me-down so i remember i originally thought woody was the mother's but i amended that over the course of the movies that woody is the dad's do you agree with that could be but what's your evidence it ties into me thinking that it was a messy divorce because and hear me out i'm listening so Woody's passed down. So Woody was clearly important to at least one of the parents enough to pass him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mom calls him an old family toy. Yes. However, despite this, the mom is quite cavalier with throwing Woody out in the third movie. Yeah. By the time you get to the third movie, she's very like, oh, aren't you going to just get throw that old toy out like sort of just like she's very like you're too old for this cowboy doll toss him i'll help you toss him like you know like she's yeah 
she's very like let's let's get rid of this old cowboy bitch like she's not like let's put it away so you can pass it down to your kids or let's let's keep it a treasured memory of my dead husband or whatever you know like she's very cavalier throwing it out which leads me to believe two things it's not her hand-me-down and it was a messy divorce or the dad walked out on them or like like something like that you know like it's like like Andy maybe has fond memories of him, but she does not. Like, mm-hmm. I'd believe it. I think so too, and that I makes think a lot of sense. I think that that's why she's so like okay with just tossing Woody out in the third movie. Um, and even probably why she's so okay with just like benching him in the second movie, because she puts mm-hmm. him up on the shelf with Wheezy, which is like the like, I'm not fixing this ever. Hopefully my kid just forgets about this shelf. Cause that's what happened to Wheezy, which Poor actually Wheezy. serious question. A little side note. Who do you think fixed Wheezy? Uh, um, I don't know. Cause he's fixed in the end of the second movie. And like the mom clearly had no interest in doing so. And Andy had clearly forgotten about him to the point that it was like, whatever, this is never going to happen. Who, who fixed him? <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> That's not even the point. Cause it's just, a, it's just an animated kids movie. We don't need to dig that deep into like the fact that it doesn't really make sense that he's fixed at the end of the movie because he's there for the the dance party ending just like dreamworks except they did it first i guess but um dance party ending (laughs) but yeah back to it it. like they did do it the dance party ending but yeah back to it i think i think woody is the dad's toy and i think there was a messy divorce and i think they're moving into a new house because they don't have as much money and i think that the mom probably hates the dad, maybe, I think. I don't know. That, that, I believe it. That's very logical, very sound. I like it. It, cl- it, it tracks, it clicks. Because like I said, there's no evidence that he's dead. And I'd say there's even counter evidence that he's dead, just because I feel like the mom would not be so cavalier with Woody if he was dead. Like if he was like the hand-me-down from her dead husband, like I don't think she'd be so like, yeah like i think hell i think she'd even be like can i like if you're done with him can i keep him you know like can Mm -hmm. i like i don't know like just put him up on the shelf you know yeah no like put him on the mantle or something like people come over and they're like oh you got a weird little old cowboy doll and she's like that's my dead husband's beloved treasured childhood toy what the fuck's (laughs) wrong with you he's dead it's next to his ashes this is a vintage 1950s collector's item for your information. It has, it has its hand <laughs> on his ashes. You know that's his ashes. Put two and two together, Deborah. Fuck. You're never coming over here again. <laughs> but, um, I don't think he's dead. And, um, and there's, there's also no evidence that he's still in Andy's life. So I don't think it's like an amicable, oh, we just grew apart and we don't, we don't mesh yeah. anymore. But you can still be in my kid's life, and I'll still be in your life, and we're friends or whatever. You walked like, out on me. I, I, no, yeah, I, th- I think he, like, walked out. And even that even makes sense, because if they're now... Because if he's playing child support, maybe they could have kept the house. Mm-hmm. But if he just walked out on them, 
they're down to single income and they yeah. probably cannot. Okay, I, I think I'm, I've now settled on. He just straight up walked out on them. They're not even divorced. He just left. He's just gone. I believe it. I definitely believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Hammered that one home. Hell it's yeah, probably it just because they didn't want to make they didn't want to make an adult male human model in the first movie because their their human modeling wasn't very good, and, and and now they're paying the price because we've come up with a very depressing story for Andy's family. <laughs> but um, some more little more little things about the humans. Unless do you do you have anything else to add to that topic? No. I only have, like, one more little thing, and it's about a toy, so. All right, let me finish up the little things about the humans, and then we can go back to little things mm -hmm. about toys. Because I noticed a lot of little things about the humans. I was trying to pay attention to stuff. Um, so, I mean, just, just little facts about Andy from his bedroom in the third movie. Um, mm -hmm. He plays electric guitar. Um, or at least he, he owns an electric guitar and an amp, I would presume he plays it. Um, he has a state champion in baseball pennant, but, oh. but there's a lot of evidence he plays. He plays a lot of soccer. Um, mm -hmm. He's got like a soccer game schedule on his bulletin board. He's got like a bunch of soccer posters. He's got like pictures from a soccer game. Um... He's going to State University in Emeryville, California. Um, and another another fun Andy fact. Yes. He won. He won an art competition in sixth grade for a safety poster. What a talented boy! A talented young man. He's a, he's a <laughs> soccer player. He's an electric guitar player. He's a gamer. He he won a safety poster competition. Truly a, a renaissance, uh... real, real renaissance man, that Andy. <laughs> um, and then the last human stuff I want to talk about. Um, I mean, I'm sure I could come up with something to talk about with like Bonnie or her parents or whatever, but I'm not um, because I, I don't have anything written down here. Um, oh, I actually, wait, I have some mean stuff to say about Al. I've got some, yes. got some rude stuff okay, to say about get, Al. Let's, let's get your Al roast out of the way. We'll get my, we'll get my Al roast out of the way, and then we'll circle back to Sid and his family, because I had, like, two little things about Sid and his family. Um, I think, I think Al's horrible. I hate Al. You're Al's supposed to, but... Is terrible. I think Al, I, I said this during the movie, I think Al's the kind of person who he makes those, like, YouTube videos with, like, J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy with, like, the laser eyes, and it's, like, <laughs> George Lucas personally executed Kathleen Kennedy, and he's secretly running Lucasfilm, and it's it's all it's all a setup, and the, the sequels are getting erased, and, and they took a piss on your childhood, and it's horrible and evil. Like... He strikes me as one of those like like he's he's got fandom menace and um, geeks and gamers in his bio. He's he's got them both. He's he's part of both of them. He he thinks that he thinks that taking Gina Carano out of the Mandalorian was was the peak of of cancel culture. He he wrote so many angry tweets about it. <laughs> you know that that one gif where she like bites her lip and she does that little half yeah. smile that like. Yeah, he posts that one on the daily. That's like his, that's his header. <laughs> it's his Twitter header. 
Um, <laughs> and um, but that's 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 all besides it's just supposed to be about like things he does in the movie. I think that's who he is, though. Um, I, do, I believe you. He, he is like that. One, the one thing that really pissed me off about him. He's done a lot of bad things, obviously, but the one thing that I just, I it just absolutely drove me buck fucking wild. He touches Woody with Cheeto dust fingers. Right after getting him cleaned up. Right after. No, yeah. No, no, it's before. It's before. It's oh, it's before. Because oh. that's, that's how his arm falls all the way off. Mm. Um... Or I think is he he's getting his arm out of the breast pocket, I think, or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's before the cleanup, but still I don't care. That's not the point. The point is Al is a toy collector. He is a like like he keeps them in glass boxes. Like he has glass cases for them that he keeps them in. He's trying to sell them to a museum. And he, he touches cuts. them with Cheeto dust fingers. He has custom cut foam for to keep them, like, sealed oh. in there. He has foam in their shape, so they don't even move in transit. And he touches them with Cheeto dust fingers. He's just a fucking moron. Like, I don't even understand how you can do that. Like, how can you... How can you touch your collector's item with Cheeto dust fingers when you're a collector? <laughs> Trying to sell it to a museum. Oh, like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't with him. Al Toy I Barn. I hate Al's Toy uh, Barn. I hate this man. <laughs> Alfred Toy Barn. But also, how many years were between the first two movies? Because it's insane how much humans improved, like, model-wise. It was three years um, in real life. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. Al looks amazing no, compared to the humans in the first movie. Just everything is a major improvement. Like, from the first to the second movie, it's incredible there was only one movie between them. Well, yeah, because I remember, like, when we were watching the first movie, we were like, eh, that, that, we were like, this looks pretty good, but that texture looks pretty fucky. Or, like, that human looks mm -hmm. a little messy. Or, like, that texture looks kind of dumb. Or, like, things like, the, from the... And I was planning on us doing that, like, every movie. But, like, from the second movie onward, like, none of the textures look bad. None of the models look bad. Like, it all the looks really good. The second movie really still looks good. great. The second movie, yeah, the second movie looks the amazing. In the 20 years, day. it still looks great. Like... Yeah. The first movie, it's, 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 it's pretty good. But there's definitely some models and textures oh, that yeah. look kind of, like, Spike looks horrible. Spike looks terrible in the modern day. Ugh. Yeah. And and the humans look weird. But Yeah. The the first movie's a little rough, but it's still technically very impressive. Yeah. It's still it's a technological marvel and it's a well written movie, well acted movie. It's a it's a great movie. I'm not shitting on the movie. I'm just like when you compare the visual effects to later ones, like you can see that it's the mm -hmm. first one and they were still figuring stuff out. Um yeah. Which is in in its own way incredible. So, my last thing about humans is about Sid and his family. Sid's family. Sid's family. Obviously, not the most darting parents, I would assume. Like, oh, Sid does not. not 
Sid does not strike me as a as a child of loving, attentive parenting, you know? No, loving, attentive parents do not let their children keep tools and explosives in their rooms. That's the thing. He's, like, blowing off explosives, like, everywhere. Like, is Andy's family the only one moving? I think I'm confusing when we were watching Malcolm in the Middle with when we were watching Toy Story. No, yeah, because we were watching an episode of Malcolm in the Middle and they were walking past a bunch of houses that all had moving signs. And that's, no, yeah, I'm pretty sure Andy's family is the only one that's actually, we see moving from the neighborhood. Okay, like, I was confusing Malcolm in the Middle. I can understand the why then. they'd leave the neighborhood. But, like, Homeowners Association or whatever-wise, like, it's crazy that their kid's just blowing off explosives, like, every day. And Spike is just, like, completely unrestrained, can run down the road, and, like... Oh, yeah. No one ever has a problem with any of it. I'm sure people have problems with it. I guarantee they just don't care. I mean, I I would care if my neighbor was blowing off explosives every day. No, I... I, The neighbors care. They don't... They don't care what their neighbors think. Oh, the parents. Yeah. No, I think the parents don't care at all. Like, I... I don't know anything about the mom. Okay, I assume the mom is busy working, is my assumption. Because they're living in this mm-hmm. neighborhood, they clearly have money. Like, Sid is presumably stealing his parents' credit card or whatever to, like, buy these rockets and things. So I think the mom's busy working. Because the dad... I've actually... I, I put together a very a very sound theory on what I think he does. Um, yeah. Because... So he has a bunch of cans next to him, which at first I was like, oh, is he an alcoholic? Is that is that what we're, what angle we're going for with this? No, they're, they're soda cans. Um, they're probably water so. and beer, and then Disney was like, ah. I mean, I have a feeling it's something like that, yeah. Like, I think, I think it was probably supposed to be beer, but Disney was like, mm, maybe not. And then, like, I think they were reused assets as well from another part of the movie. Mm, like, I think... Yeah. Maybe they only made so many unique cans. Like, I think it was, like, an orange soda and a grape soda and, like, a cola or something like that. And I think maybe they only made so many unique cans and were like, yeah, that's, that's enough. They we got to conserve our assets on this the, film. They didn't want to make a can for the Buzz Light beer. <laughs> yeah, they call him that in one of the movies. Which, is that the first beer. movie? Is that the first yeah. movie? Yeah, the first movie they called so, like, him they were all, So that, that tells me it was probably asset conservation. Because I think if they can say that, they can have. They also have that like that erection joke with his wings popping out. That's the next <laughs> movie though, but um, <laughs> but um. So at first I thought, okay, maybe he's an alcoholic. But then I looked at the cans and I was like, no, that's like grape soda and shit. Um, but I think the dad is like a stay-at-home failed songwriter. Is is my theory? Yeah. Explain. Because when Buzz goes into his bedroom. Um, there's, or his, not his bedroom, whatever room Buzz goes into with the TV and the, like, Mm -hmm. chair. I assume it's, like, a home office or something. I don't know. Um, there's a guitar against the wall and an entire trash can of crumpled up paper. Yeah. Plus, like, it's the middle of the day and he's at home sleeping, watching TV. I, I think... I think he's a failed songwriter. Is is my. I I I believe it. He's a a struggling musician. Yeah. 
I think, I think, so, so I think that's, that's my theory about why Sid is the way he is and why Sid's home life is clearly the way it is. I think he's a struggling writer, a struggling songwriter who takes it out on his family. And I think she's a, has to work all the time to be like basically the sole provider who probably also takes it out on her family. Yeah. Just cause. That's right. I don't know. I, you, you know that I'm very like like I worked with like residential care for like kids with trauma and like, yeah. I have like a psych degree and stuff so like I was immediately like something something's a little off about like I was like Sid's not just like an asshole like something's a little off here like he's, he's clearly he got didn't some just, family issues yeah. he didn't just he didn't just like come out bad like like a kid in like the omen or something like he he there was clearly something that caused this to happen so that's that's my theory it's a good one as to why Sid is the way he is at this point in his life but yeah that's that's the last of my bits on the humans there's not really that many humans um like I said I didn't really get anything for Bonnie and her parents I probably could have tried a little harder to find something for them but that's about it but before we get into um what you have I had one more small thing about it's, it's like a toy, it's not a person. I just think it's really funny that like Rex is a gamer, but he's only a gamer <laughs> for one movie. Like, like the, like the first movie, yes. he has no gamer traits whatsoever. And then the second movie, he's a, he's a total gamer. Like he's, he's, he's like, he's playing the Buzz Lightyear game in the start. He, throughout the entire movie, he's like, oh, this is just like, this is just like the video game. I, I've played a lot of video games. I know how to do this. And like, he's like doing the whole gamer thing. And then three and four, nothing. We see him. We see him playing. We see him play an MMO with Trixie at one point, or at least it's implied to be an MMO. I think it could be anything, but we see him playing a computer game of some kind with Trixie. But that's about it. Like, like, because it was it was his dominating personality trait in the second movie, and it just only the second movie. (laughs) The only the second movie. (laughs) So Rex had a gamer phase. That's that's my small thing. It's it's Rex's gamer face. So um, I want to like segue into um. I want to talk about the potato heads. Okay, we can talk about the potato heads. So like in in real life history, like the potato head toy was originally just like the face parts, and you're supposed to put yeah, it in a I real potato. My, my parents mentioned that when I was younger. I, I don't know what year that was. Probably after their. Probably before their time, but they still told me about it as if they were in their log cabin doing that. So, <laughs> their log cabin sticking eyes into their potatoes. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have plastic potatoes; we had to use a real one. <laughs> but yeah, um, so in Toy Story three, when Mister Potato Head like puts his parts onto like a tortilla and a cucumber, like. He gets attacked mm-hmm. by a bird trying to eat his tortilla, and he feels it. He feels that pain. He does, like, yeah. So not only is he, like, controlling the parts of him that he put into it, he's controlling the tortilla. Well, I want to argue, based on the third movie, I think his sentience is the parts. I don't think his sentience is the potato body. I don't think so either. Like, the all of his parts are what he can control, and because his parts, the body has anything in it because his parts can move on their own like the arms can crawl and like 
He can mm-hmm. walk and things like that. And he can see from the eyes and he can move his mouth. But when he's in the sandbox, the potato body gets left behind and it has to be like returned to him. Like someone has to pick it up. And like when he gets it back, they like roll it over to him. Like it doesn't like get out of yeah. their hands and like walk over or like whatever. That'd be so kind of I freaky think the potato, It would be. But I think I think the body itself holds no sentience whatsoever and the sentience is in like the eyes, the mouth, the hands, the I I agree Which with I you. Just... That definitely I think is how it works. Which raises a weird, interesting question that is never addressed in these films of what happens if you Well, I guess it's sort of addressed because they get jumbled up by the preschoolers and they're like their sentience is still in the parts. Which is really weird to think about because cause like, you know, like they're they're all jumbled up and she's like Where's my arm? And he's like, here it is. Where's my ear? Yeah. yeah. Give me the mustache. Like, you know, like. Yeah. So I think so, what like, it that is, was... is like all of the parts that come with one potato head set are like one combined sentience. But that's so weird to think about if you think about it. Because like the way you play with a potato head, if you don't have just the one, is you like, because usually you have like, some number of potato bodies, but a much larger number of random bullshit, you know, like random arms, yes. <laughs> random feet, random. Like we had a pair of like bare feet with skis. I don't know what context that would exist in, but um, we had those. Um, I mean, the fun part of a, of a potato head is putting the pieces where they don't belong. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Like, I can't believe that was the first time that that had ever happened to them. Like, I don't, I don't understand what kind of kid Andy was that he always kept them in like human versions. Like, <laughs> I, I usually had like arms on their head, like eyes all over. Oh, the place. I always had an arm on the head, like a, the the uh, feet on the arm, like. <laughs> yeah, arm arm on the head just looked silly. It looked fun, you know. Like, yeah, you know, the put arm the nose in the eye hole and like a mouth in the nose yeah. hole, like. That's, yeah. that's what you do with a potato always, head. It was always weird and silly. You're supposed it's to make something that looks absolutely head. horrifying. Yeah. Like a weird, weird body horror potato creature. So, so yeah. It's, it's weird to think about. The sentience being in the pieces is very disturbing and strange to me. And I don't really like thinking about it, but it's clearly what's canon. Yeah. Like, but this sounds like it's... Swap- if you, if you, like, half and half to your potato head, like, you put the eyes of one and the mouth of another and, like, everything was, like, half the pieces were from a different potato head. What the fuck would that be? I don't even... I mean, I guess, like, it would just be, like, they'd be very upset and they'd go back to it beforehand, <laughs> I guess. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They wouldn't like it, though. They'd be very distressed by the whole situation. (laughs) And like things like like his angry eyes, did his angry eyes come with him? Or like do his angry eyes have their own sentience that isn't like his sentience? Like Uh, the wheels really fall off if you think too hard about it. They sure do, yeah. I assume he came with his own like extra pieces that are part of his sentience. I guess. 
Mm-hmm. But like, does that mean like the ones that you buy that are just like packs of accessories? Like they have a sentience, but like they don't have a body. It's it seems, it seems they have very a strange. Sentience. They very have strange and unnerving. Sentience. I don't I don't like it very much. I mean, everything about toy sentience is really fucked up. Which is what we're going to talk about, I think. And it's yeah. a big topic, and it's very deep and confusing. And there's a lot of facets we need to hit on. So I'm going to go very slowly and I'm going to segue with the potato heads. Mm-hmm. We talked about this during while we were watching it, but I want to rehab this conversation because I think it was important and relevant. Ken and Barbie, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, mm-hmm. both of which are dating and fall in love. Yes. Toys that are manufactured to be a couple, like Ken and Barbie, were, were Buzz and Mira dating? I don't fucking remember. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, good. Good for her. Uh, Ken and Barbie, um, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, when they're manufactured to be a couple, do you think, because in both cases, they're dating in the yes. like toy sentience universe. Like the potato heads are married. He even says they're married. He's like, I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. <laughs> and like um, Ken and Barbie get together and like they have a like love at first sight type reaction. Do you think they're like some like divine force like. I, I don't want to say requires them to be together romantically, but like, do you think some divine force like makes them be together romantically? So you're saying God said it, it's Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, not Mr. and Mr. Potato Head? I just, no, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like, do you think, <laughs> I guess like they're like, do you think they have free will or do you think there's like a very like fatalism? Like they're like, they're fated to fall in love like it's their destiny it's what like they're made for because it actually is what they're made for on a different level i suppose i mean how much of like the manufacturer's intention in creating this toy goes into their like nature like well we need to talk about manufacturers a lot but like that's a good question like because i mean but like so do you think like do you do you think that these toys like are bound by fate like they have to fall in love i don't think they have to but i feel like they're like genetically predisposed to yeah like they just have like a very strong like like they're not required like they they have the ability not to but like they almost can't help it. Like they're sort of like they're very, naturally like... attracted to each other, but like I don't feel like it's always like a they requirement's can... always gonna happen every time. But they can resist it, like they can avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I guess yeah, it'd be like genetic predis- predisposition. That's less fucked up than them being fated to like like being mm-hmm. made to have to date each other um and you and i i assume based on the way that playing is described if if two toys that are not um that are not like you know made to be together tm are like played as a relationship 
very frequently by their owners. Like that's it's kind of just like doing a movie franchise where your character's dating another character. Yeah. Yeah, because it it really is kind of like acting. Like, I guess. well, I mean, there's the there's the the porcupine that's like, yeah. oh, are you classically trained? Yeah. You're a natural at acting. Like you know, that was that was Yusuke from Persona. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> subscribe for more Yusuke impressions <laughs> but um but you know like so I guess so yeah okay so I would say yeah like if I if I was playing right now and I made like I don't know, I don't know what's a toy in my room right now my on Figma and my Sabine Wren Black series like if I made them like make out and like wrote extensive adventures where they like did mm-hmm. crimes or fucking whatever I don't know and um <laughs> we're dating the whole time it'd, it'd be like An and Sabine like like they're in a play where they're like together like they're not like actually dating in, in like quote unquote real life yeah I mean maybe if you did it enough it would like influence them like maybe if I had like Jeff Goldblum and King Kong make out enough times that they wanted to be together like in real life why is why is your King Kong I don't know what I don't know what the kaiju collectible figure series is called but why is why is your King Kong kaiju collectible series cheating on Godzilla with the Jeff Goldblum Amber collection like what, what that's that's wrong you make them kiss all the time or wait do they have I healthy do think King Kong and Godzilla is it, is kiss healthy? a lot is, is it healthy it's... polyamory or is Godzilla sure. or is Kong cheating? I think it's healthy. Okay. I, I have I have not actually made them make out. Like, I've, oh. I've made Kong and Godzilla make out. I've not made Kong and Jeff Goldblum make out. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's that's a future activity for you, I suppose. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so as soon as we're recording this, I'm gonna go grab them and do that. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so that makes sense. So now we have a lot more facets of toy sentience that we need to hit on. And I'm a little overwhelmed. I don't even know how to tackle this issue because there's a lot going on with it. Um, so, like, I mean, I guess, okay, just an overview of, like, things I want to hit on at some point during this discussion. Mm-hmm. What the fuck's in the water at the Buzz Lightyear factory? Um, the, um, like, the, the having to be inert, just in general. Um, yeah. who is sentient and who is not. And, like, human toy relations, just in general. Mm-hmm. You got, what do you, what do you, do you have anything else that I didn't mention that you want to hit on during this? I mean, I'd like to talk about, um, manufacturers and, um, like, how much Buzz is aware of what's going on in the first movie. Okay, so it sounds like we need to hit on, I think, all right, so it'd be nice if we could poll the audience, but this isn't live, so you guys just heard a bunch of options and you have no say in which ones we hit on first. So I'm going to go with, let's 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 start with what's in the water at the Buzz Lightyear factory, because that sounds like okay. two of, it sounds like both things you want to hit on, as well as something I really want to hit on. So what the fuck's going on at the Buzz Lightyear factory? <laughs> okay, so the question we have to ask ourselves is... Buzz Lightyear 
thinks he's a real space ranger. He so does. Why is it that he freezes up when there's a human around? Like other toys. Oh, do. I wasn't even I wasn't even planning on hitting on that just yet. There's there's a whole bunch of other things oh. we gotta unpack, but we can we can All hit right, that fine, one if you want to. You want to start with? Because <laughs> um, I feel like that's an even more complicated issue. I feel like we need to unpack like the smaller issues first, and then and then build to the very complicated issue of how Buzz Lightyear knows how to act during playtime. Um, so smaller issues. So Buzz Lightyear thinks he's like he thinks it's all real obviously like he yeah he's aware of his entire story he is he just he thinks that everything's real and it's yes. not just him like it's not like he's yeah. just built different he like got dropped on his head or something like every buzz Lightyear at toys r us thinks zerg that too. it's real i was getting to zerg but yes oh. zerg thinks it's real too Zerg comes out of that lunchbox and he's like, ah, shit, it's time for galaxy domination because I'm not a toy. And like, yeah, and like all those Buzz Lightyear's like that one is like, oh, you're, you're just an imposter. And then he like locks him away. Like, so like, this isn't like a problem of just like one Buzz Lightyear got a little scrambled. Everyone in the Buzz Lightyear line thinks that they're real, which, like, does not in any way seem to be, like, a thing. In terms of, like, every other toy that Andy has is, like, fucking, like, flabbergasted by this. They're all like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Like, yeah. clearly this has never happened before in any of their experiences and it's treated as odd like when buzz like meets the other buzzes after he's all rehabilitated he's like jesus was i like that and like anytime it comes up again because it comes up almost every movie he like gets re-space rangered and they're like ah oh, fuck this this bullshit again not again <laughs> so like that raises the question why on earth is only the Buzz Lightyear line like this? Yeah, like... Because we know it didn't happen to, like, Woody, because he's never even heard of Woody's Roundup. Exactly. Like, he doesn't even know he's from a show. He doesn't know about Jesse. He doesn't know about Bullseye. He doesn't know about Pete. So, like, Woody clearly did not have the experience of... So, like, it's not... So, yeah, exactly. If you wanted to make the case, oh... Um, Mr. Potato Head doesn't have a complicated mythos. Um, Slinky doesn't either. Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they're not licensed toys, TM. Um, which is ironic, because they are the licensed ones. But, um... <laughs> but, like... Woody also has a TV show. So, like, you can't even make that case. Because Woody, he knows he's a toy. He knows what's going on. And it would require, like... I guess, like, the only way it would work is if, like, Woody had it beaten out of him in the 50s, and then he forgot about all the delusions that he had had. But that doesn't really seem sensical to me, because Buzz never forgets no. about the Space Ranger stuff, does he? Like, he no, still remembers all, all that. Yeah, he's still fully aware of all that. And that's, like, I know, like, the 50s and the 90s is a long time, but, like, the movies as a whole take place over the course of, like, 20-ish years. Mm -hmm. Like, 
that's not a short time. So, like, if Buzz doesn't forget all about it, I don't really see why Woody would either. Yeah. So, like... So, it really... It does raise the question, why is Buzz the only toy line that thinks they're real? It doesn't make it a lick of sense. Which is weird, because it's, like, the plot of the first movie. Yeah, it's like a huge, and I mean, it's it's so important that it comes back every movie except maybe the fourth one. I don't actually remember. We didn't actually rewatch the fourth one for this because we only watched a couple months ago. I mean, yeah, Buzz Lightyear doesn't do a lot in the fourth movie. He's yeah, he's not really in it. It's just mostly a Woody movie, but like, but like every other movie, like it comes back. So it's clearly like it's important enough that they think they can roll it out every film. So, it just, it raises some questions, you know? Like, why? And I know that they they originally had a sequel that they canceled, that if I'm going to be completely honest, I think that it'd be cool if they made it as an interquel. Because it's, it's, a, it's a weird idea. And I think it could work as an interquel. I don't think it can work at this point as, like, a sequel, but I think it could work. Yeah. The Buzz Lightyear, the movie where they go to the Buzz Lightyear factory. Like, Buzz gets broken or something happens, and he has to go back to the factory for repairs, and they, they go to the Buzz Lightyear factory. And I know that you've read the script for that movie. I, I read it, I read, I, okay, I skimmed it when it first, like, leaked. And I actually have it up right now, and I'm, like, scrolling through it looking. Because there's actually a part in this that's fucking incredible. Because uh-huh. Buzz Lightyear talks to the guy who made him okay go on i'm trying to find that part but like the way the guy talks it's like the people who make toys are 100 percent aware that they are sentient and they're doing it on purpose that raises all manner of questions <laughs> Now, this isn't canon because this script wasn't even made by Pixar. It was made by another subsidiary of Disney that was formed specifically to make sequels to Pixar movies without Pixar involvement. And then it got shut down immediately without making a single movie. Was that during the um, was that during the part where like Pixar was like, all right, fuck Disney. We're done with you. No more. And then like two days like, later, yeah. they were like, just kidding. We love you. We're back together. It was right before Disney bought Pixar, like in the time where they were like, the contract was about to come up and they were thinking of just like cutting ties with them did they i thought they went their separate ways for like a like i don't know some short period of time didn't they um they did i think they did but like it wasn't long enough for an act for a movie to even come out well no yeah because i know that pixar doesn't have any non-disney movies i just like yeah i feel like i remember when i was a little kid there being like a news story about pixar being like fuck you and then being like just kidding we love you please come back and they were like oh yeah sure for reals we love you yeah, too something like sorry that. bro I- ignore that weird breakup we had it, it, it didn't count you shouldn't have posted about it you know yeah so like i know this movie isn't canon but that still raises all kinds of questions yeah it does so like all right so, I mean, do they mention anything about, like, Buzz Lightyear's, like, being something else? Like, you know, like, they're, they're like, on, they're, like, 
they're, they're built very different. Like, does it does it ever does that ever come up? But so like, I mean, so that's not canon because it's not like real. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. So I guess we'll discard the part about like they're fully aware of it. Although I'm very curious about that, and I do kind of want to think about it. But like. Like the Buzz Lightyear's, it's just very strange. Like you it's know, it's super strange. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like whether the manufacturers are aware or not, it doesn't make sense. No, yeah, because if the manufacturers are aware, it'd mean that they're like, for some reason, specifically singling out the Buzz Lightyear line, to think that they're in their show. Out of all the toys that are manufactured ever, because <laughs> like. Because, like, if it, they're using some kind of weird magic science to, like, bring toys to life, like, everyone has to be in on it because every toy is alive. And then even some more people need to be in on it because we need to talk about, like, what is sentient in this world because it's not just toys. It is not just toys by so, any means. So, we'll circle back to that after we finish with Buzz Lightyear. But... I mean, I guess actually we're kind of at a, we're kind of just spinning our wheels. Like, there's yeah. not a good reason why Buzz is the only one, and we I don't we don't even have any good it. theories. We we don't even we haven't even come up with anything good. Like you know, like we just straight up don't know. We don't know. We we may not ne- we we never will know. Unless we think of something really good, but I can't even think of something <laughs> really good. Like unless no, like can't. like. The only thing I can think of is there's something weird about the manufacturing process for the Buzz Lightyear line specifically that, like, results in some wires getting crossed and they, like, think that they're from the thing. I guess. I guess. But I, I don't even get how that makes sense. Because it really doesn't. <laughs> I don't know why Buzz Lightyears are the only ones who know this. That's that's just how it is in this episode. This is speculating baselessly, and this episode is very complicated. These movies don't care. This movie said that Buzz Lightyear's the only one who's like that, and, and screw you for even wanting to know the reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got two different segues that we could potentially yes. talk about. Which is, we could talk about inertness, and we could talk about I think we're going to talk about what's sentient because I think that's a smaller topic. Yes, I think I inertness is going to blow up into a lot of other things. Yeah. So what's sentient? Okay, so... Is the question that we're talking about. My thought process at first is that, well, we know it's not just toys that are sentient. So, like, what else do we know for a fact is sentient? Because I know they mentioned a lawn gnome at one point. Um, um I know that Christmas decorations are sentient. Yes, Christmas decorations. Or at least, which at least to a like... degree... To a degree, because we don't know that, like, like, I'd assume string lights aren't sentient, but, like, no, but I'd assume, string like, lights as a tool. Like, I'd assume organ, uh, oh, you're right, string lights come up in, like, the action, we see them in the films, yeah. and they're not sentient. But, like, I'd assume, so like, that... ornaments are probably sentient. Like, the angel, the angel on top of the tree. Yeah. That sort of shit. That leads me to believe that anything with a face is sentient? But that's that not even, even be true. it because the etch a sketch. I know. Yeah. Let me. F- I'm. Tr- I, I'm making. I'm doing a process here. <laughs> I know that's not true because the etch a sketch is sentient. Mm-hmm. So, I guess what it comes down to is, and this is 
like Forky led, the, led me to this like conclusion is that like the act of being played with is what makes something sentient. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but then the wheels kind of fall off a little bit. And here's here's why I think the whales fall off a little bit. Uh huh. Is it that like someone in the world has played with this ever? Is is that what your argument is? I guess. Because that's kind of what your argument has to be. Because, for one thing, we don't really have any evidence that Andy or Molly has ever played with the Christmas ornaments. Like. No, I know I did. But we know I did, like, a little bit. But I got yelled at for it because I broke one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, we had these, like, ceramic Sesame Street ones. And I liked to, Or maybe they weren't ceramic. Yeah, they, they were ceramic. Or porcelain. I think they were porcelain, actually. And I liked to play with them as, like, little Sesame Street figures. And I broke the, like, Bert. I broke his foot off um, playing with them. It's glued back on. You can see it's very, it's very messy looking. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I used to play with ornaments until I got I got yelled at for breaking them. But um so like I guess ornaments are in theory can be played with because again, I've played with them. But I wouldn't say that's a universal experience that everyone does, you know. Not necessarily, but do we have any reason did to you believe ever... that I think I did, yeah. Okay. But then but then Here's where the real the wheels really fall off. Here's what my mm -hmm. real like objection contradiction evidence is. Mm -hmm. The toys in Al's toy barn are sentient. They have never been played with, presumably. I mean, the only ones that are are the Barbies on display and the Buzz Lightyear that gets taken out of his packaging. Um, all the Buzz Lightyears are implied to be. Yeah, but they're like, they just in no, like they just know. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not sentient. That just means that like they know that when they're in their box in the store, they are supposed to be sleeping. So like. Okay, so all toys are sentient, and something that's not a toy can become sentient by being played with. As a toy. Because a so toy does that can mean... be anything. If something's made to be a toy, then it's sentient. And then if you play with something like it's a toy, then it becomes a toy and it becomes sentient. So toys are sentient. So you mean to argue with me that if I played with this chapstick in my hands and I like gave it a name and like danced it around or whatever, it would become sentient and could talk to my ReZero Rem Bishojo figure over there on my Under desk. Under Toy Story rules, yes. I guess. <laughs> if okay, if you're trying to deny that, explain to me why Forky comes to life. I don't know. That's the problem. Like I guess because I mean Forky has a face, but then there's plenty of things that don't have a face, and then Forky's like kind of like like he's assigned some kind of. But then you gotta ask some questions. All right, here about mm -hmm. how about this then? How about this one? I'll turn okay. this on yes. you. Yes. Yes. Etch a sketch. Speak and say sentient. Checkers yes. not sentient. Why aren't board games sentient? Board games aren't toys, they're games. I could argue that Netcha Sketch is a type of game. Sort of. Netcha Sketch is a toy. Okay, but like still. There's though, no object to still. an Etch a Sketch, it's a toy. Because it's 
Like this still feels a like game has a goal. It just it still feels like an oddly arbitrary line to draw. If you ask it does. me. It is. I don't like I was wondering that the second that we first saw Checkers in the first movie. Why aren't Checkers sentient why isn't Jenga sentient? Why isn't why aren't why isn't a deck of cards sentient? Like why don't they like get up and like walk around like fucking Alice in Wonderland? Like because we see them playing cards, we see them playing Battleship, we see them playing checkers. Um, the the SNES. Why isn't the SNES sentient? Why isn't like the brave little toaster game. and like the SNES is sent? Like you know, like I'm telling you, games aren't toys. I mean, I guess, but like it just if we're really getting down to the brass tacks of like why Forky exists. Like, it feels like a weird contradiction that Forky exists because it's played with. Like, you could say a spork is not a toy, a pipe cleaner is not a toy, a tongue depressor is not a toy, clay is not a toy, and um, uh, googly eyes are not a toy. Each of the individual components is not a toy insofar as much as... And Christmas decorations aren't a toy. What the hell are you talking about? You're, the, you're making Christmas arbitrary rules. You're Christmas making arbitrary rules to separate I'm saying. games. But the Christmas decorations come to life. Because they've Which been your argument... And you play with a game, is what I'm saying. No, the way you play with a game is different from the way you play with a toy. Because a game is... Because, okay, you use toys to create a game, Okay. Okay, and the a way you game. play with an etch a sketch, you're not you're not acting like an etch a sketch as a person. You're 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 drawing on it. Like that's that's like saying like I would I would be willing to argue, I'd be willing to go back and forth with you that you play with a game more than you play with an etch a sketch. You play with an etch a sketch barely more than you play with like a sketchbook or a electronic drawing pad like it is it's an art tool it's a hard kind of frustrating art tool but at the end of the day it's kind of an art tool so i have to ask why is that considered playing worthy of bringing it to life but playing like jenga or checkers or fucking buzz like your snes is not considered playing enough and etch-a-sketch is considered a toy it is made in a toy factory by a toy manufacturer and sold as a toy. It is a toy. Even if you don't play with it like a toy, it is still a toy, which makes it sentient. If you were to take, like, the pieces out of Monopoly or, like, a chess piece and play with it like they were toys, then they would be toys. They would gain sentience. But as it stands, they are the pieces of a game, and a game is not a toy. A game is a game. But that just seems stupid and arbitrary. And you know what? Fine. Contradiction. Bo Peep. She's a lamp. She's from the lamp factory. A lamp, who's been played, a lamp who's been played with. You play with a game. Not the same way. But like, it's just, I disagree. The, the puck, the, the weird, the weird commemorative, the commemorative hockey puck. With the hockey puck the with feet. arms and legs? That doesn't mean that they played with it. It's clearly like a commemorative item that you'd get at a sports arena. Which is kept in a, a, 
a toy box with other toys because it's played with. You know what? You know what? You want to do this? You want to go? Why isn't the fucking... You know the baby toy that's like the colored rings and you like put them on the thing mm -hmm. that like... Why isn't that sentient? That's a toy. How do we know Made it's not? Toy just because we can't... Because, because it can't because move it's, on... it's not sentient. It does not appear to be sentient in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't give any indication of sentience unless it has died or something. It... Like, okay, fine. Magic 8-Ball. It's a toy. Argued to be a toy. Magic 8-Ball, I would say, is a toy. Magic 8-Balls, clearly not sentient. They come up with multiple times in these movies. We see them. There is no indication they're sentient at all. There really is no reason for the Magic 8-Ball not to be sentient when the etch sketches. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying <laughs> that I finally found a contradiction and you have to give in. <laughs> that this is ridiculous. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I, there's a contradiction in my testimony. So what is your theory then? Explain to me why anything can be sentient. I don't have one. I think games should be sentient. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to find an explanation for them not being. Okay, my argument is not what should be. My argument is this is what is. Here's why I think it is that way. But your argument can't be right because of the magic eight ball. So then what is right? Your, your argument has a hole. Why? It has a Why? big magic eight ball sized there, hole. There are absolutely no ways to explain why the Etch-A-Sketch is sentient and the magic eight ball is not. Yeah, Can we get a fucking think, Rubik's Cube as a tiebreaker here? I think that's a problem. I think it's a problem that the Etch-A-Sketch is sentient and the eight ball is not. I think that's a massive issue. Do you think the... um? Do you think the, like, bouncy ball is sentient? Like, the the, uh, the ball with, like, the star on it? No, I don't think it is. Because, again, there's no indication. But why not? Then, I don't know. And the, and the popcorn popper, you know, that's, or at least that's what I called it. I had one of those. You know, the, like, the, like, it's like a little vacuum yeah. type thing. And yeah. you push it and it goes pop, 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 pop with, like, little colored balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. There's one of those in Toy Story 2. That ain't sentient. It's just yeah, an inert it? object. Baseball bats. Just inert objects. Sporting goods. Like, sporting goods. Um, <laughs> it's not a toy, it is a sporting good. <laughs> so is the hockey puck. You want to go about that one again? The ho Okay, a real hockey puck is a sporting good. A rubber hockey puck with arms and legs is a toy. It's a commemorative item. From You don't know that it's rubber. It could be a real hockey puck. Okay, it can you be a collectible, know. but a, a toy can be collect. It can be a collectible, like... And if it's played with, then it's a toy. The eight ball. <laughs> That's the crux of this argument. <laughs> I don't magic understand why the magic eight ball isn't sentient. Yeah, no, we need to figure this. Well, I mean, I don't understand why the why the rubber ball isn't sentient. Like, I think that's also a problem. I think the eight ball not being sentient, the rubber ball not being sentient, the popcorn popper not being sentient. I think those are all problems equally. Yeah. Frankly, um, like I think, I think, I mean, again, these movies don't really care about world building. We're trying to, we're trying very hard to suss out the world in a series that just does not care. But <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's very strange to me. It, it seems very arbitrary how certain toys are sentient and certain ones are not. 
But that's not even the end of what we have to address with this no, it isn't. issue. Because there's a lot more, which is kind of a problem. So I want to talk about now... Um, mm -hmm. God, where do you even tackle next? Let's tackle inertness, I guess, because that'll probably yeah. lead us into the rest of the issues that we have to discuss here today. Yes, yes. Toys go inert. Why? That's the question. Because they don't want I mean, this is probably... to know that they're alive. So this is this is then this yeah this is this is gonna be, get us into like the meat of the rest of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Which is why. Do toys have the relationship with humans that they do? Like, why? Because, so, like, toys like it, but they also don't. Like, there's something kind of weird about, like, how toys feel about being toys. Like, they seem to enjoy being played with. Yeah. They enjoy being owned. They like both of those things. But it usually leads them to issues that they clearly don't like. Like, they don't like being broken. They don't like being discarded. They don't like um, being replaced or forgotten about. And you'd think that they could still have the companionship with none of those issues if they were just outright sentient with people. Yeah. So like they'd never have to sense. worry. Yeah, no, they'd never have to worry about those abandonment problems. They could still be played with and they'd never have to worry about those abandonment problems if they were outright with humans. Because they wouldn't toss them if they knew they were people, you know? Yeah. Like... And they'd be more careful. You wouldn't, like, throw them across the room if you knew it was a person, you know? Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't make any sense. They have this weird symbiotic relationship that depends on them being viewed as inanimate. Exactly. And I don't get why. It's very strange. No, I don't get it either. Like, I don't get how this started. I don't get why it continues. Because, okay, so here's something I wanted to bring up. And I think this is going to be like, this is a major thing that I want to talk about. So in the end of Toy Story 1, they reveal to Sid that they're sentient. Like, Woody is like, mm -hmm. you better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Um, and, and Sid's like, holy fuck fuck they're real and that's fucked up and strange he probably goes to therapy for that and many other reasons but um he's traumatized i'm sure but um oh, they traumatized him to hell and back oh yeah and he was already traumatized so it's like double trauma now um so he is so that happens and there's no like punishment for it you know, like nothing happens as a result of yeah. it. No consequences. Which me... It things just get better for them. No, yeah, they don't get punished. It just it fixes their issue. Like Sid will never abuse a toy in his house again. Um, so they presumably saved the living conditions of the toys living there. He's not going to blow more toys up because he he now knows they can take revenge on him. Um, so it raises the interesting question of, like, why do they even bother? Because, like, there's clearly no, like, big toy government, you know? Like, there's clearly no, like, 
council of toy angel gods or whatever that like comes down to judge them if they reveal their sentient and like kills them or whatever i don't i don't know whatever happens if you if you fuck up on a cosmic level like that but um when they're making that plan woody says we're gonna have to break a few rules which means that there are rules and i don't know what governing body makes them well that's the thing yeah like i wanted to talk about toy governments too because like the toys clearly have like little like municipality governments you know like like uh-huh. woody is like the mayor or whatever like the town speaker whatever the fuck you want to call him of andy's room like he's like yeah. the elected official who leads the room um i assume it's probably based on like seniority because woody's probably been there the longest um i think it's just the favorite toy i guess is in charge like the head toy that probably makes sense because they do start deferring to buzz when andy's favoring buzz uh-huh. um so like so toys clearly have small government you know like they have like city states or whatever but like you're right he says we're gonna have to break some rules that definitely does imply that there is some kind of like bigger toy governing body that is controlling like what they do in theory but also there's no evidence of that there's no other than that one line there's no like like are toys like deeply religious is that what like do they like like is it like the ten commandments like is it one of those type of rules like is there a toy god i mean i guess it'd be like hasbro or something but like well no that's what i'm saying (laughs) like do they like do they have like a toy like is it look it was i wrong about big government and it's actually more like a religion like they've got like sort of like a ten commandmentsy, or is it like the manufacturer? Like this goes back to like manufacturers doing it on purpose in that fake ass sequel. Like the creator of Buzz Lightyear instilled a fear of God into him. That's what I'm saying. Like, do they have like do they view like Hasbro and whatever as? But they also talk about their creators casually. Like, there's that one scene where they're like, I'm Mattel, I'm Hasbro, I'm whatever the fuck, you know? So, like, that doesn't strike me as, like, that didn't strike me as, like, oh, my my god is Mattel, or, like, anything, you know? Like, it struck me as just, like, I was made, like, it's it's, it's as casual as being, like, I'm from Cleveland, you know? Like, it's, like, it, it seemed more like your, like, home city instead of, like, your god mm-hmm. so like who the fuck is enforcing these rules i mean nobody's enforcing them because nothing there are no consequences to woody and sid's toys so then i have to ask why don't all the toys just tell people they're alive like what would happen realistically i'm well i mean mass pandemonium would happen it'd be fucking crazy but like i mean like on the toy level like what is their reason for not do because they get traumatized by being left behind they get traumatized by being broken they get traumatized by being abandoned and it's something that they go through tons of times in their lifetime you know like they go through owners they get left behind forgotten about shoved in the closet like it's something that has to happen a lot so i'm really curious like you know 
Okay, okay. There are toys, like the, the earliest toys that we know of are from 3000 BCE. Uh-huh. This is something that I assume has been going on. These to toys have been sentient in secret for 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. And just nobody fucking knows? I mean, I guess it could just be, like, a cultural thing at this point, where it's just, like, it's just how it is, and they never question, like, why yeah. that's how it is. But you'd think that that would come up. Like, you'd think that, like, at some point, like, the toys would be like, why the fuck do we do this? Like, what is, what is the point, exactly? Like, I'm there's a see. reason that cultural trends don't actually persist that long without being questioned, uh -huh. or at least some people going against them, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a single think cultural at some trend. Point, at some point, there'd have been a toy that was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, and, like, and just, just talk, talk to people. In front of humans, yeah. So, like, like it's gotta come up at least freak, at least in, at least semi-frequently. This would have to come up. It's gotta happen at least every couple decades. And I want to point out, like, being inert is not involuntary. Obviously, because yeah. Woody is not inert around Sid. Um, Buzz starts talking in front of Bonnie in the fourth movie when he's like, your backpack, you've got it, mm -hmm. you know? I think it's like, like a reflex, but they're able to resist it. I mean, like, and like, um, what's another time? Oh, when they're being played with in the, play in the, in the daycare, Buzz, like, puts his mask down mm -hmm. while inert. Like, he moves... Part yeah. of his body while still inert. So, like, they don't have to be inert. And they, like, so I just, I don't get, like, why. It's, it's just really weird to think about. Like, they clearly, this relationship is symbiotic, but it's, like, symbiotic in a kind of unhealthy way for them. Where, like, they're not yeah. actually, like, it's not working out for them as much as they think it is. It, like, works out for them in ideal conditions, but a lot of the time it ends with them traumatized or upset or abandoned or, like, something. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the point of the fourth movie, because they decide to just go live in the wild being a fucking wild toy feral, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's the point of the fourth movie that, like, maybe ownership is not the best thing. But they never address, like, why don't toys just, like, stop? You know? Mm hmm uh, There's no reason. Like, they just, they like being played with. And I guess if they were alive, they don't think they'd be played with. But, like, I don't know. Maybe they'd still be played. I mean, I guess that'd be kind of weird to play with, like. But then they'd be played with in a whole different way. Because I assume they would still, like, they could still, like, play with the human. Just, like in a different i i don't know it's weird because i mean like it's kind of like how you play with your pets you know i don't mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's weird to think about i don't know how i would handle my toys being sentient i don't, I don't know what i would do in that situation like i can't i can't really think of like how that would change our relationship i guess you'd <laughs> have to change something i'm sure yeah. but i don't know what and i don't know how i don't know what i would do um, so, like, 
don't know. It's it's weird to think about. Like, I don't really get why the toys continue doing it, and I don't really get why... You know? Yeah. I don't get why at all. I don't get how this started. I don't get why it continues. I don't get, like... Like, I don't, is it, like, just knowledge that's born inside every toy's brain, but, like, at the Buzz Lightyear factory, they get kind of fucked up and get, like, different knowledge instead? I mean, even Buzz Lightyear, like, he has those reflexes, like... Well, yeah, because he goes inert, and he never, like, resists going inert around humans, ever. Even when he thinks he's a space ranger. It's very strange when you get down to the brass tacks of it. It's like he knows like in his heart that he is a toy and he has to do that and he doesn't question it he just does it and then it doesn't no, yeah. come up like he doesn't talk about no, it yeah, it's, he just does it's it. never addressed at any point even when like woody's trying to convince him he's a toy never does even woody say you freeze up and let andy play with you do you ever think about why you do like you know which like okay well, no, because in the first movie they resist it. I was going to say, I guess maybe in the first movie, like, they're supposed to just, like, be inert and they don't understand it. And then, like, in later movies they added that. But no, because the climax of the final, of the first movie still depends on them not having to be inert and being sentient while inert, yeah. you know? So, like, there's not a single movie in the series where they're not inert and aware. It's just very strange. None of this makes a lick of sense. Yeah. And then branching into just like a lighter kind of funnier variation of this topic. There's no way that this could have been kept up for 5,000 years. Absolutely not. No. I don't this even understand how out. it's... Continue. Sort of been found out like immediately. So this this would be common knowledge that everybody just knows innately. I I don't even I don't even understand how it's kept up during the course of the movies alone. Yeah. Like there's so many moments where I'm like, there's no goddamn way that like well, cause like if you think about it, like how much meticulous precision must it take? For toys to like set everything back exactly how it was. There's no way they do it every time. There's no way. And hell, even in these movies, they don't do it every time. And it's never addressed. Like, first movie. In the very first movie, when Buzz Lightyear flies out the window and they're like, ah, oh, you killed him, you're a murderer. You know? And mm. like, I don't know what toy was the new jersey one but uh one of them i guess <laughs> but um but um you moidera but um they like knock down like a bulletin board and a bunch of tacks and like a globe it's never andy comes into the room right after that it's never fixed yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't even fucking notice he, he, he's like oh no, yeah that, that was like that when i when i left i don't care he says nothing about his bulletin board and, and globe just, just being on the ground just just all over the place. Maybe? 
maybe everybody knows that toys are alive and they just let the toys think that they don't know. It's really fucked up. <laughs> That's super fucked up. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. That, sh- that fucks me up. I tried to do that to my toys, actually, when I was younger, though. <laughs> I think everybody when... did. I think that's that's the Toy Story movies just like traumatized a generation to think their toys are alive. No, I I like I I like set them all up and then I left the room, but I was like right next to the room and I was like listening and I like was kind of peeking and I was like, "Are you guys gonna move and talk? I'm curious." <laughs> <laughs> an elaborate sting operation for my toys I, I I would like leave a bunch of toys on my floor and like pretend I was asleep aww baby you're so cute <laughs> you're so cute pretending to be asleep yeah you're so cute no I would leave the room and I would like sit outside the room and be like mm, you moving in there you doing shit in there <laughs> but um but no, yeah, and like, and I was also, I did give some thought to, this is a kid's movie, it's about toys, maybe, just maybe, all of the movement isn't really real, and it's just like a substance, like a metaphor for like imagination and things like that. No, the wheels fall directly yeah. off of that very quickly, because there's so many things, possibly. there's so many things that physically get changed because of the toys. Um <laughs> The whole the whole RV incident. Explain yeah. the RV incident if toys aren't sentient. Yeah, you no, know? nobody's even questioning that toys are toys are one hundred percent sentient in this movie. Like, like, well, I mean, I, I thought about it. Like, I was like, okay, I have some questions I can't answer. Maybe it's because I'm thinking too hard, and it's just because it's like imagination and things that don't make sense are because it's all made up in Andy's head. But no, because that's not true, because we've got plenty of evidence that toys actually are sentient and do interact with the real world and change things. So, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. This is a very confusing series. There's just no way to overanalyze Toy Story and have it make any sense. Toy Story is just... I, I don't even I don't even know what to say about Toy Story any further. Toy Story is ridiculous. There's so much going on. And there's so little explanation. Is that everything? Yeah. I think we really went through the weeds on this one. And I think and I think I think we did. I think we've arrived at a, at a reasonable conclusion to a very confusing series. A reasonable conclusion Um, that there just is no conclusion. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, a lot of the things that we talked about today, we were just like, yeah, fuck if I know. Like, (laughs) this is not our usual lore break where there's hard, concrete answers. It's just like, the toys are alive. It doesn't really make sense. We don't know why. There's not a good reason. We didn't solve anything. We just talked about the shit that doesn't make sense, and I hope you had fun with it. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why toys keep this charade up. If you've got a reason for why toys keep this charade up, feel free to share. It's it doesn't benefit benefit them in the slightest. It really doesn't. It's it's like I said, it's it's symbiotic, but like in a kind of unhealthy way. Like it's it, it there's way more benefit for the humans than for them. 
And I think it's kind of an unhealthy relationship for the toys. And I don't think it like really makes them happy like deeply. Like I think it makes them kind of upset in the long run, usually. So, uh... <sighs> so, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Um, uh-huh. Thank you for listening. Yeah, this episode was long uh, and rambly. Not our usual level of concrete answers, but I hope you learned something, or at least thought a little harder about something, probably. But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, um, if you... If you, li- if you like this episode, uh, check out our other episodes here on wherever you listen to this. YouTube, Spotify, uh, the Dude Media Network, Apple Podcasts, wherever wherever you were. But uh, check check out the rest. Um, check out our Twitters, our personal Twitters and the Breaking Law yeah. Twitter and our Discord server. And check out our Patreon, because if all goes according to plan, we are releasing our very first mini-episode, and our very first audio commentary themed for St. Patrick's Day with the Disney Channel movie The Luck of the Irish, which actually it's just occurring to me. The episode, that that, that may be out by now, so this isn't really an announcement. It's, it's more just a, hey, go check that out if you liked The Luck of the Irish or want to hear us rambling. You know, I, I don't remember what level mini-sodes and audio commentaries are, but... You sign up for that level on our Patreon, and you can listen to those. So, yeah. Support us, leave a comment, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your cousin and your and your toys. Tell your toys, too. Toys can use computers. We didn't even touch on that. Toys would absolutely get caught for using computers. Toys can use computers, and they would. Um... At, at one point, the Triceratops gets a, gets a DM. That just appears on the screen. Like, what's what's gonna happen when a human's using that computer and, and they get a random DM from someone they've never talked to, who, like, you you could ruin a marriage that way, really, if you, if you think about it. You know what? Well, yeah. Because she's dating the toy that she's DMing is the implication of the line. So, like, imagine if like, if like some if you if you get a random DM that's like, hey, you up or whatever. And like, you approach your spouse, and they're like, "No, I swear I didn't cheat on you." But like, maybe they did, you know. You go and you go back and read those those DMs. Um, so yeah, toys toys would absolutely get more reasons they'd get caught. They'd get caught for for using computers for goddamn sure. Like even with search histories and stuff. Like you, you know, they're not they're not that slick. Yeah. Like they're gonna they're, get caught. They're not clear on that. They're they ain't clear on they they ain't blasting that cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this episode just can't goddamn end can it thank you for listening hope you hope you enjoy yourself and uh, have a have a good night we love you have a good night we love you guys baby gamers good night <laughs>